Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Red Hot Comic Book Movie News. Shooting up your butthole. The Weekly Planet, The Weekly Planet. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies, comics, TV shows. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me, as always, my co-host, Nick Mason. Fair warning, listeners. I'm eating a buttered menthol. A buttered menthol. Because <laughs> yep. of, of your ongoing cough, which you've had for nine months. or six months. It's. I didn't even think about it until you pointed out last week. You're like, haven't you been... You've been sick for months. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have. So it hasn't been you've got sick and then you got better and then you got sick again. You've just been sick the whole time. Like no, I think level. I recover and then I get something else. Okay. Which makes me start to think that perhaps I'm allergic to this podcast. That's very possible. Because I'm fine <laughs> and then I do the podcast and then I'm sick on the podcast and then I go and I live my life and then I'm fine again. You don't, you don't think it's the public transport that you work on with people coughing, coughing and spluttering their way through winter? Okay, it could be that now yeah. that I think about you it. You should have built it up an immunity by now. Yeah, I've right? got teacher's immunity, Mason, as an education man, uh-huh. as a man who always gives back. You're immune to education, I'm yeah, that's right, exactly. You'll never learn again. <laughs> you get sick. You get real sick and then mm. you stop getting sick forever. But I think mine's going to wear off sometime soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you don't deal with anyone anymore. Not, not anymore. Don't shake any hands. Don't do mm. nothing. Yeah, right. Yeah. But uh, anyway, uh, Geostorm looks pretty shit, doesn't it? I mean, oh, okay, all the oh, best. I, okay, I had a plug before we, oh, before sorry, we get started. Sorry, sorry, right. sorry. I mean, it does. <laughs> Put a pin in that. It definitely does. Uh, our friends over at Do Go On yeah. 
Uh, uh, during the comedy festival in April, mm. I was on a live episode. Yes, uh, which is about the Loch Ness monster, mm. which you can get on their on their podcast. But also, they recorded that on video. Yes, and you can watch that on YouTube now. Yes, that's right. So you go to youtube.com slash do go on pod. Yeah, and it's bloody it's bloody right there. I also, I noticed that because I did. I watched look the at whole, my weird head. I will. Okay, I watched good. the whole episode, and I noticed when you look at their YouTube channel, it actually just says. Do Goon Pod, which is yep. which is pretty good. It's pretty good. So go to Do Goon go to, Pod. Go to that for the novelty <laughs> at the very least. But then uh, bloody watch that. It's a good episode. Mm. Yeah, especially if you love the Loch Ness monster and mm-hmm. otters. <laughs> that's true. That's yeah. a recurring theme in that. Yeah. Anyway, Geostorm. I've had a change of heart. It's great. Why? No, actually, it doesn't look great. I mean, it looks like everything we've seen since Twister, doesn't yeah. it? Mm-hmm. Just nothing. We nothing new. It's uh, Dean Devlin's directorial debut who okay. wrote Independence Day and a bunch of other crap. So he's just been milling around for like 20 years. Yeah. He doing, hasn't directed anything. No, wow. he's doing Roland Emmerich films. That's amazing. Yeah. Hmm. But uh, I don't hate Dean Devlin. It's weird, no. Yeah, it's weird that he has never done this before. But this, mm. movie got, this movie was supposed to come out around Batman Superman of last year and it got pushed back. Oh, no. Then apparently they put $15 million into reshoots uh, and it was supposed to come out again, I think, la- late last year. Then they pushed it back again. Yeah. I don't even know when it's coming. I'm, this year at some point. Well, you can tell that it's a product of a bygone era because it's got... Um, Gerard Butler. It's got Gerard Butler in it. <laughs> He's not a bygone man yet, is he? No. What was the last thing he punched? <laughs> You're right. London. He punched London. You're <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. true. I was, I was going to say it was either a London or a White House down. Yeah. But it was London, yeah. Yeah. So... But it, it's the same thing as all of these ones. It's like yep. the, the dad who's got the, it's <laughs> yeah. the single dad who's either divorced or his wife's dead. Yeah. And he's the only one who knows the truth of what's going to happen. And he yep. tries to tell the government, but the government are like, why don't you shut up for once in your life? But then there's a geostorm <laughs> and a tidal yeah. wave and the Statue of Liberty bloody falls because into Because you hate, whatever. you hate disaster you movies. You hate disaster movies. But this one, it seems like they've found a little loophole because there's potentially a villain in this, right? Yeah, I guess there is. Yeah. Unless the villain is just like satellites. A bug in the in the computer system. Oh, we should point out the story of this is is what why are we doing this? Why did I put this in? It's <laughs> a very obscure choice. I was he sent me a text and it was like, Hey, watch the trailer for Geostorm and I'm like, sounds like an iPhone game. <laughs> but alright. But it uh I get you know, I get a lot of offers for, for iPhone games, like freemium iPhone games to be oh. like War of Battles of Tanks or whatever. They're like, We'll give you like it's quite a lot of money. Uh-huh. I'm like, can't, no, no, can't do, it. do it. No, do it. I probably you could appear in an ad with like <laughs> Pamela Anderson or something or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, that's true. And I don't even hate those games. Like I've used them before, but I'd have to play it for a, for a long period of time. And the last one I got was you have to talk about this for two minutes. And I'm like, not on your <laughs> fucking life. Which doesn't <laughs> sound like a long time until you have to actually do yeah. it. Yeah. And also, I I only really kind of talk about stuff that I actually. Back, yeah, you know right, what I mean? exactly. Uh huh. I just, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, just anyway, that's good. I'm not saying I won't do it. I probably mm. will at some point. This has a somewhat all-star cast to it. Yeah, Jerry Butler, Butler, Andy Garcia. I can't even remember. Yeah, who um, else? So he's the president. Some random dude. Oh, uh, what's his name? Um, he's an he's an English guy. He's from across the universe, and uh, I don't know what his name is. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Jim Sturgis. That's there you his go. Name. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever, ever seen across Other the people. universe? There's a guy who. There's a guy in the trailer who points to Gerard Butler and is like, "You look a lot older than than I thought you'd be. You're an old looking guy." And I'm like, 
I thought that guy was Billy Bob Thornton for a second. That guy's <laughs> that guy's such an old looking young dude. I'm like, it's Billy, are you Billy Bob Thornton? Well, he fits these kind of movies because Billy mm. Bob Thornton will like stand in a control room and be like, yeah, what's going on here? Wasn't he in Armageddon? He was in Armageddon. That go, was his okay. job in Armageddon. Nice. So nice. Look, uh, this isn't going to be good. We'll probably have to see <laughs> it though because it'll probably come out around that time when there's no movies. On oh, the dead zone. And we'll be sure, like, yeah. hey, we need a topic. What are we gonna do? Let's make. <laughs> All of our listeners, our loyal <laughs> listeners who have backed us through thick and thin, let's make them watch a garbage movie with the, the bloody, a bloody. Well, let's make them watch the career graveyard of Gerard Butler. <laughs> Sounds really good. I like Jerry Butler as well. Yeah, you're, I quite you're, like him. Yeah, you're clearly friends. That's why you call him <laughs> We're close, Jerry yeah. Butler. I normally just call him Jerry, but for you know, oh, for sure, the sake yeah. of the podcast, do you go? You seem like the kind of guy who'd be like, "Yes, I was having lunch with Jerry." Jerry, Jerry Butler. Jerry Butler. Jerry yeah. Butler. Actor. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Butler. You know him yeah. from movies. Yeah. You know him. He's from Gamer. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's a new uh, Cyclops has a new. Ed Harris is in the movie. Oh, there you go. Abby Cornish. Oh, she's Australian, yeah. yeah she's great. Australia's own. Mm. Go ahead, sorry. Oh, uh, uh, what was the next? Cyclops. We saw a picture of him. Oh, He's yeah, got from, a, a new from... 90s visor. Looks pretty good. I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it a lot. Isn't it weird how, in a lot of cases, the make or break for us enjoying something like a film or a TV show is just a dumb little detail. All I can remember from Days of Future Past are Cyclops' future glasses. Yeah, they were so bad. They were Everything so bad. Everything else is gone. It's like they've got a pair of like Oakley Speed Dealer sunglasses, got a pair of pinking shears and just cut around the edges. They're like, how can we make these dumber? I know. And yeah, it's just, but and that, exactly, you're right. That's all I remember. Yeah. Beast had a nice sport coat. Oh, did he? Yeah, okay, he did. good. A good sport. Guy. So, was he in full beast? He was full beast. Pro- yeah. Product, uh, product <laughs> placement. What, what, is, what is it again? Prosthetics. Yes. What's wrong with me? Yes. I mean, look. I mean, breaking down trailers all day, Mason. Cut me some slack. How many did you do? Just one. But it, okay, good. <laughs> it took long enough. Yeah, right. And it's a Star Wars one, so you got to get it you right. You got to get it you right. You can't make any mistakes. No. You'd be pilloried in it's, the press. No, I, it's sometimes it's quite funny when you make a mistake, though, just because people get get real pissy. <laughs> I cannot imagine. <laughs> uh, they might have a director for Suicide Squad. Do you? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamai? Wait, wasn't it going to be Mel Gibson for a minute? No, it was in talks. All oh, right. Okay. How do you say this name? Is it Jamai? J A U M E? J A U M E. Jaume. Jaume. Dugon. I'm going to look up it on Google. Yeah, that's fine. You can do that. Yeah. Uh, he he looks like he's going to be directing. Wait, what's his name? Does he just have one name? J A U M E Colette Sarah. Oh, yeah, very good. Or Sarah, Sarah, S E R R A. Oh, I see. Yep, I get it. Yeah, I often look up pronunciations for videos because mm. that's another thing that people are like. That's not how it's said. How dare you? I'm, uh, I've gone to pronouncenames.com. Yeah, and there's a little video. Let's 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 give this. A but there's always like three options. Yeah, well, I always find. The following pronunciation is brought to you by pronouncenames.com. Oh, they're getting some sneaky oh, uh, right. <laughs> advertising. Home. Home. That's very, very exotic. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you might. I got paid forty thousand dollars for that. <laughs> pronouncenames.com. Even though I talked over it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Good. No, you get we get more if if you talk over it because it sounds more real. Oh, okay, you know gotcha. I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might know him from The Shallows. No, Blake Lively, Lively fights a shark. Not gonna watch that. Uh, it's, I've seen it. It's okay. Wait, hand to hand? No. <laughs> In a boxing ring? It's fin to hand. <laughs> yeah, of course. It, how stupid of me. Of course it is. <laughs> it's fine. It's like a. Uh, you know, it's like a Jaws kind of knockoff and, and uh, no, it's more, no, it's just set on like a tiny little rock, okay. like a hundred meters out in the ocean or whatever. 
Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Okay, right. Trailer for it. Uh, non-stop, whether I either had to stop or not stop a train or plane. Okay, with sure. With Liam yeah. Neeson. Yeah. I think it was a plane. Mm. And he also did Unknown with Liam Neeson, where he didn't know or he did know right. who he was. Uh-huh. And that's shit. So so they've moved from so the 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 big blockbuster director like pool for mm. for a, quite a few years has been like they do a real cheap indie film yeah and then then Marvel or whoever sees them and goes okay we'll grab them we'll put them in like a ah, two hundred million dollar movie big time so now I guess with with the addition of Helm what they're doing now is they're just looking at all the movies that have been made due to some sort of European tax dodge. Yes. <laughs> like all the Liam Neeson movies, and they're like, okay, we'll get that guy. That sounds pretty good to me. We've probably got some blackmail dirt on him, so let's get him to do it for cheap. I don't think, like, any of the movies I've seen of his, they don't stand out much. Like, I'm not like, oh, that guy's got a really unique style, and I'd love to see his vision for Suicide Squad. Also, the fact that you can't remember if Nonstop is about a train or a plane. <laughs> That's right. think. I mean, I haven't seen it, so... Yeah, still. <laughs> yeah. But if... I th- I do remember the poster. It's just Liam Neeson hanging out of something. He's holding a gun. <laughs> and there's just speed lines all around him. Yes. So maybe he's on a plane. Maybe he's on a train. Maybe he's on a bus. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he has to stop it or maybe he doesn't. Maybe he has Who to knows? keep it moving. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, we talked about this last week and then it got announced pretty much as Ooh. like just after we recorded. Yes. Uh, the next animated uh, DC Warner Brothers movie will be Warner DC movie will be Gotham by Gaslight. Oh, yeah. Which is cool because we were like, wouldn't that be cool if they did like an Elseworld kind of thing? Mm -hmm. So, no, I I like the sound of that a lot. Sounds pretty good. You all for that? Yeah. Good. I have nothing else to say. What at all? About that. Oh. I've got many other things to say, Mason. Let me tell you about the state of immigration. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) What do we got here? Working title for Venom, the Venom movie. Yep. Is Antidote. It starts filming in September. You put uh, a weird pause in the middle there. Is that is I, it two words? I drunk some water. No, you said antidote. No, antidote. There we go. Okay, that's, <laughs> Sorry, okay. Yeah. I feel better now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was like, is there a pun in there, or is that a no? Okay. What right. would it, anti, anti, antidote? Yep. Anti. Yeah, it's definitely two words, isn't it, Mason? Nope. <laughs> oh. Uh, anyway, apparently she Venom will be will appear in this movie. Oh yeah. So they're going to be throwing everything at it. Okay. Tom Hardy's Venom, a she Venom, a carnage. All of these mm, things. Oh, Carnage is, is, is confirmed? Yes. Confirmed Carnage? I believe so, yeah. Okay, right. I don't know. I mean, I, it's probably just heavily rumoured. But yeah, right. You okay with that? Sure. I mean, Homecoming was, was pretty good, so I'm like, yeah, I'll yeah. Give, give them the benefit of the doubt on this one. Yes. <laughs> but you give them, nah, I, I refuse. Yeah, okay, I refuse right. to give them the benefit of any doubt because they've ruined so many things. But we'll see. Look, mm-hmm. I, 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 I'm inclined to agree with you. But I do like that it's sort of set in the MCU, and I think lessons may have been learnt. There you go. But I've been wrong but so p- often. Potentially the wrong lesson. As we, as I think, if if movie studios are good at anything, it's learning the wrong lesson. Yeah, it's true. Like yeah. it's any time, like whenever Deadpool, you know, Deadpool becomes popular, they don't go, "Oh, that's because it's a unique character." We yeah, they go, "Not sorry, did action comedies just make swearing, more of those swearing. swearing's good, yeah. more swearing." That's why we're still getting movies like Geostorm. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mason, we've got another. We've got another hot scoop or lie. Oh, we do potentially, yeah. But it's from a trusted source. Our famous segment, hot scoop or lie. Yes, <laughs> should rhyme. People have mentioned that. Should be hot scoop or poop. Hot or scoop, something. hot scoop or hot poop. Yeah. Okay, right. we can do that. That's that works. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, we've got an email. You probably don't oh, want yeah. to read out the person's name just in case. Oh, that's right. This he, is the guy no, who, but in this one, he said we could. I, I still don't. Yeah, no, I don't think we should. You're do right. Maybe his first name. 
Yeah, why not? You know, because I, I do you think he wants the fame well, now? Credit where credit's due. Credit's exactly but I don't right, want anybody yeah. to get fired. Mm. Is what I'm saying. Uh, this is about the Han Solo movie. That's Mason's right. ready to go. He's I'm ready to go. Up. Okay, so this is this is um, this is our, our friend who reported on uh, the potential leaving of Lord and Miller from the Han Solo solo movie. Yep, which happened, mm-hmm. and he also told us about the Woody Harrelson prune story. Yes, mm. unconfirmed. Unconfirmed. So he's. <laughs> 50-50 at this point, <laughs> unless the, the the Woody Harrelson prune story is true, in which case he's 100%. Unless the directors didn't leave, mm. this is an elaborate ruse. Mm. Go on. So he says he has an insight into the mind of Alden Ehrenreich, who's Han Solo, and why he may have ratted on Lord and Miller. <laughs> I love that was ratted Ratted, on. right? Yeah. Take this with a grain of salt. Yep. As his source may have just been trying to tell a good story. I want to be clear about this. We are definitely taking this with a grain of salt. <laughs> And again, I can't remember which one it was, but we received a we received a hot scoop of hot poop a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> and then that was reported, I think, in a like a like on a website as if it were a true. Yeah, we don't know. Well, that happened again last week. Yeah, just if you listen, if you're from a website, don't <laughs> just, <laughs> just, just don't, don't do it. Just don't. This is not. This doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So this is yeah. No, don't. Okay, so th- this is what we've been told. This is what uh, our friends telling us. Yeah. So the crew on Han Solo have been told, the, the, like the crew, like the, the camera guys and the light guys and what have you, yep. have been told to not interact with any of the actors unless the actors interact with the crew first. As it should be. Yes, exactly. Uh, but it says Alden and the rest of the actors don't get on, and often during downtime on the set he goes to his trailer to be by himself while the rest of the actors will go out together. Because he's, he's Han Solo, mate. Well, the source says this is because the rest of the actors are more experienced and can do more improv on the set, while Alden does not. Brutal, brutal, exactly. Look, right. even even if that's true, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you got more, don't you? That's no, that'll do it. Okay, but <laughs> even if that's true, yes, like I can understand why when you go into a project thinking we're going to do the script, yep. I'm not an improviser, I'm an actor, right? And he's that's a why good, they hired him, yeah, yeah. And he's a good actor, yeah, as well. I can understand why you. He's the guy from the thing. He's the guy from the one the that thing. I like, the non-stop, one, the one, <laughs> non-stop, no, the other one, the Coen Brothers. Yes, one. yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, I can understand why then you would be put out by. This is not what I signed up for, and I'm looking like a fool because mm. I can't improv because it's right. not his skill set. Yeah, presuming this is true. Sure, but you know, so I don't know. What do you reckon? He's a rat. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but that's the thing. I, like, don't think, I doubt he would have wanted anybody to get fired again if this is again true. Yeah, right. Yeah. It also does seem a little bit like his character arc in that Coen Brothers movie as well. <laughs> oh, really? Now that I think about it, so I don't know. Art also, this one, this one is more like this one is like an evaluation of somebody's character. I don't think I'm comfortable doing that. Well, that's that. that's exactly right. Exactly. Mm. We don't know him. I've never seen him in an interview. I don't. Yeah. I don't know anything about him. So there's also a re- reference to an Instagram. Post I think he's as well. no rat. You think he's no rat? I don't think he's a rat. I can look. Yeah. I don't, maybe he expressed some concerns, but I'm sure that happens all the time. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? But he didn't pull the trigger. Even if, again, even if he did, he didn't fire anybody, you know? And if he did fire, if he, if he, even if he did pull the trigger and fire anybody, he's got that loosey-goosey Han Solo. He group. bloody shot first, That's mate. That's right. Ah. Very good. Han Solo. They mentioned an Instagram post as well on Woody Harrelson's Instagram, and I just looked it up. It's where his, it's Woody Harrelson and Jennifer Lawrence and a couple of others who I don't recognize. I should, but one of them is wearing big glasses. And he's, they're like, hey, and he's like standing separately. Oh, I see, right. Because so, he's Han Solo, Mason. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> he's a cool loner. That's right. He anyway. doesn't get along with, well with others unless he does. That's, that's mm. very true. All right, uh, Mason, now seems like the perfect opportunity 
as you mentioned up top, we we got. Oh wait, to... I have some more news. Oh, well, not necessarily. Uh, did you? Uh, I just I just wrote these things down because I thought they were fun. I'm ready. Uh, Daniel Craig's back on his bond. Is he? Yeah. Is that Apparently. official? That's official. No, is it? Probably. I I, I was like heavily rumored, right? And that Nolan, the man who it. said who he'd slit his wrists, yeah. As a, rather than do another Bond, he probably said that at the day a day of like f- he did fifteen days of interviews in a yes, row. Yes, exactly. And people yeah. just go, kept going. When are you going to do another? That's probably James what Bond? he was referring to. I'd rather slit my wrist than do another days <laughs> yeah. of, the, of this promo press junket kind of thing. Yeah. I'm also, uh, the King Kong Skull Island, the Kong Skull Island YouTube channel put up a video. Yeah. That basically it's like a timeline of Monarch, which was the company that okay into in, like uh, bloody. Bloody, uh, like in this new universe, not like in general, not like from all the old films or whatever. No, so the new universe. Yeah, yeah. And it's and it's basically the timeline of all their investigations. New universe. The new new universe. Yeah. And basically, they've can it. It pretty much confirms if you watch it. Like, there's they mention like a cocoon, and they mention like a three headed creature, and they mention like a serpent. So like the the Godzilla King of the Monsters lineup is apparently uh, Mothra. Rodan and Ghidorah. Very little good. Hot, hot, little hot, 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 couple, news. Couple hot, hot news. Very there. good. Well yeah. done on bloody news Sometimes this week. Sometimes I got news. Very good. Oh, final piece of news. Oh, look Not at really, this guy. Really news. Hey, listen, you've overstepped no, yourself. No. <laughs> <laughs> I've, st- I've straight out outside my lane. This isn't, real, this isn't like entertainment news, yeah. but Siobhan over at Serious Issues Yeah, the baby. Oh, she did have the baby. baby. Boy or I girl. mean, not a uh, boy, not on air. No. Which is bad for content. That's bad for podcasting. It's very bad frankly, for podcasting. It set us all back. That's right. <laughs> but anyway, apparently Baby Shatterstar is very healthy and, and, and doing well. So Real congratulations name. over there. So <laughs> hopefully we can get her on to your famous segment as a father and she can talk about being a father. Absolutely. That's how that works, isn't it? I'd love to get Siobhan on, but I guess that's probably going to rule her out for at least a week. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll give her a call. Tomorrow? Yeah, nice. yeah we'll let's do it tomorrow. Yeah, we'll tease oh, that's up. great, man. Good yeah. on her. I've never actually met her. Have you met her? No, never. Yeah. There you go. Maybe she's no good. <laughs> it's a really good point, actually. That's a great uh, podcast, though. Uh, Serious Issues with Andrew Levins, who's been on this podcast before. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah, definitely worth checking out. Mm. Uh, anyway, yeah, so early this week, for some reason, we were allowed to talk to Edgar Wright, which was bizarre <laughs> in yep. so many ways. Uh, but it was great. He was, it was really nice. He was really sick as well. Yeah. Uh, and on the, I don't know where he is in his, in his tour, but he's been doing this for at least a month, going around the world, kind of. Promoting the film. And like like it's non-stop. One, like, like the movie. Like the movie. <laughs> like the <laughs> like train like or the plane. The plane, it's non-stop. But in the sense that we rush it up to a, to a hotel yeah. on like the 31st floor mm. uh, and then we were ushered to the like to a place to wait yep. and then we're ushered to a door because mm-hmm. we've not done anything like this before. No. And we're ushered to a door and then... They open the door and the and the previous interviewer leaves and as they're leaving we sort of get smooshed in through the <laughs> other side like so it's it's literally like he has no time like as soon as we finish the interview he he clearly was like okay as soon as these guys leave another interview is going to come in and he really needed to go to the toilet yeah. he's like I'm gonna go to the loo guys I'm sorry I'm gonna go yeah. so he zipped up like because he had like two seconds so we didn't get a photo. No, that's uh, fine. But yeah. that's fine, you know. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, it's a bit rude. It's very rude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he was like, he, he was great. So I guess very I'll, generous, just, I'll yeah. just edit this this in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, we start off talking about jumpers. <laughs> oh, cool. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember that's where it goes. When that film came out, jumper. <laughs> oh, yeah. sure, yeah. Laugh every time as I said, Doug Lyman's jumper. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's sweater. We, we're Australians, I think, get good at translating across the pond. Like, yeah. we know the the American one and the British one, and we sort of. 
automatically do it. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you want to kick it off? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. James, we've had some incredible guests on this podcast in the past. Not true. Your wife. Yep. Our <laughs> friend Ben. Yep. A dog. Yes. But I think by quite a wide margin, this is going to just blow them out of the water. Absolutely. Okay, so you know him from a whole bunch of things we love. Uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, The World's End, Spaced. Now he's got a new movie out. Mm-hmm. It's a heist. It's a romp. It's two things that I love. Uh, it's called Baby Driver. Yep. It's out right now as we speak. Uh, it's Mr. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, how are you, sir? Thanks for having me. Oh, it's a sure romp. When there's already got baby in the title, saying romp like it sounds a bit too much like romper or something. So uh, like, maybe like saying caper is better than caper. Okay, good. we can do with that. I'm yeah, going to revise it. It's, it's a caper. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out. How are you feeling? I have tonsillitis. Mm. Yeah. If I'm completely honest. But I did have the amazing experience last night of A, doing a Q&A with Dr. George Miller. <laughs> we saw that, uh, yeah. Uh, the Sydney premiere. But B, him giving me a second opinion on what the doctor has said about my tonsillitis. <laughs> because him as a real doctor, it was like a funny thing where he said, uh, he said he was asking me what the doctor had prescribed and he had some of his own thoughts, which was amazing. So I thought, oh, I'm actually literally getting like a sort of second opinion from Dr. George Miller. Do you think he was correct? He's been out of the game for some time. That's true. He's, a, he's still a doctor. There you go. Still has a Never medical license. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to argue with him. No, he absolutely. knows more about um, medicine than I do. That is, yeah. and all of us, I'd imagine. So, um, uh, uh, something we Tell always. Tell me more about uh, Ben and your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's to say? Ben's a, Ben's a guy we know, and a dog is a dog that lives in my house. That's kind of the extent of it. Yeah. We, we just wanted a guest we didn't have to purchase from a pet shop. Because <laughs> ultimately, and we reached out. So, uh, something, something we always speak about when we speak about an Edgar Wright film is we're always surprised. We always go in and we go, oh my god I didn't know he could do you know long form kung fu we didn't know he could do bad boy style action mm. uh, we didn't know he could do we didn't know you could do you're in the room now <laughs> listen you never you never asked did you it's nice. That's true. <laughs> my question I guess is where are I surprised we've reached a point where maybe we shouldn't be do you ever surprise yourself when you when you put but something I think together you're always like, trying to challenge yourself but I think also it's that thing where people like um, you know always want to put you in a box and always surprised when you have different interests mm-hmm. Like I think with some people, like friends of mine who've seen this movie, are sort of taken aback by it. They said, "I never knew you were like a gearhead." <laughs> sure, and I right. was like, sort of. Well, I was in London for like twenty years where I never drove. Right, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, sort of, right. You know, I I never owned a car in London ever. Uh-huh. Mm. London's one of those cities where you don't have to drive. No, that's it. It wasn't really until I used to drive when I was like a teenager in the country, and then when I started living part-time in the States, so like you have to drive. Oh, back, absolutely, Los sure. Angeles. But it's a funny thing. I, I remember that back sort of like, um, it is a funny thing when you're trying to, within what you do, just try and be as versatile as possible. And also, because the movies I make are all like three years apart, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time it's like trying to do like a new subject each time, you know. Mm, sure. And is that is that something you, you deliberately set out to do or is it just an interest that pops into your head and you might and you think, Well now I have to do some high well, octane chases? If you spent three years doing a zombie movie mm-hmm. You don't want to spend another two years doing another zombie movie. Oh absolutely. Well you sure. had the opportunity. I remember you mentioning that you were thinking of doing a sequel to that with the same characters. Not a zombie movie, but a different kind of yeah. genre. But you've decided, no, this, that's a bit too similar. You wanted to move away from it. Was that the idea? I think it was that thing that when it seemed like a fun idea at the time, we had this crazy idea of doing a sequel to Shaun of the Dead where it was like a Dice Man thing whereby it started the same and then like the problem was different and it was like, like started exactly the same mm-hmm. but then it kind of had a different problem and then became a different movie but it was one of those sort of pie in the sky ideas that sort of 
cooler to think about than actually do. Oh, right, sure, right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then when it came to it, it was like, would, would we do that or would you do want to do something completely yeah. different? Yeah, do you want to do like, mid- Midsummer Murders with... Michael Bay's Midsummer Murders. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. What really blew me away about this in particular is how you go from not really doing something like car chases to this extent and then teaching yourself how to do it but not just kind of standard it's some next level car chases people are calling it some of the best stuff you know they've seen in like 20 odd years how is it that you even teach yourself to do something like that is it about who you surround yourself with what, what what's the starting point yeah i mean partly like i mean it's also that the sort of the idea that i had in my head of how i wanted to do it and what i wanted to see and to be honest a lot of it is actually going back to more like old school sort of filmmaking techniques so in a, in a sense you're not really doing anything that like Peter Yates or William Friedkin or mm. Walter Hill haven't done before, but you're just doing the latest camera rigs to do uh-huh. it, mm. you know. And then on top of that, I think what is different is also just the use of music, a sort of like using music as as uh, the complete and utter motivator of every scene. Mm. Um, and then on top of that, in terms of crew, it's like so between my cinematographer. And Bill Pope, who shot uh, The Matrix in, oh, in, sure, in right. Sydney, in, uh-huh. in Australia. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my sort of second unit director and um, stunt coordinator, Darren Prescott, and the stunt driver, Jeremy Fry, and the other stunt coordinator, Robert Nagel. Between those guys, <laughs> they have worked on Born Supremacy, oh, sure. Matrix Reloaded, Drive, John Wick. Um, right. So they've done <laughs> plenty of car chases, Mission uh-huh. Impossible. So... It's like taking these guys who, like, these are the pros. Yes. And, like, Bill Pope, who I've worked with three times, you know, he shot The Matrix Reloaded Chase, which, whatever you think of that movie, that's an amazing It's an incredible scene. That's what people come away from remembering, yeah. You know. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, so so basically just then, so that's, you've got those people already on kind of deck, Mm. and then it's like, you present them with, like, this is my idea, this is what I want to do, Mm -hmm. and this is where I have an idea for something which is different than anything I've seen out there. Does does anyone in, at the studio when you say I'm going to have a movie with with car chases? Does somebody say, if you want, we could just do it all in the computer? You'll never even have to see a car. Nobody said that. I mean, the only time that sort of I saw people kind of like raise their eyebrows a little bit because they weren't expecting it is when I said that I wanted to do all of the actor shots on the roads as well. Yes, right. Because definitely the sort of not all movies are like this. Um, but a lot of recent movies kind of go the green screen route mm. just because yeah. it's easier. Or it's and you just use about real streets as well. Sorry? That was, sorry, I'd cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> you use real streets as well. Like you use yeah. proper well, neighborhoods. Well, basically what yeah. you do is that you, you're shooting the kind of car stuff mm-hmm. and then the actors come in and you start mopping it up. So mm. sometimes it's on a completely different day. I mean, that's kind of crazy where you've shot all the stunt stuff with the stunt cars and then you go back on a different day in the same street and have the same continuity cars behind. Uh-huh. But say on the day where we did the freeway stunt, mm-hmm. uh, we did this big bit on the I-85 freeway that is in the opening scene. And that's a, it's like a major thoroughfare in Atlanta, so it was easily the most complicated and expensive day. Mm. And we had like 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. and that's mm. it. Sure, so right. then... The stunt unit are out from 6 a.m. to 11 a.m. And at 11 a.m., the actors come in, and at 11 a.m. until 2, we get as many shots with the actors as we can. And that's kind of how you do it. So sometimes it's like you're splitting the day. It's like these are all the stunt driver shots, and now here are the actor shots, but mm. it's on the same freeway. So it's then in the thing is, is that it makes it easier for the actors and stuff. I think it's something that, like, for any of the actors, especially like a young actor like Ansel, to make it a really experiential 
experiential experience. That <laughs> it works. <laughs> <laughs> to make it like a sort of like a, a vivid experience for him, mm. then he is reacting like for real at what's yeah, happening. Absolutely. Like I'm driving, I'm pulling a 180 onto the freeway and I'm chasing <laughs> after these cars and it's really happening. I noticed you used a lot of colour in this as well to highlight where people are and where certain cars are. That was obviously a conscious decision, right? Yeah, to, to I've always done things. that in all my movies actually mm. with costumes and it was no different with the cars. Is I'm a big fan... If you watch all of them from Shaun of the Dead onwards, there's always like a colour coding to the characters. Mm. They wear like a colour that remains their colour. And that to me is just, I feel like it's a good way of just tracking the action. Same goes with the cars as well. Because I don't know if you notice in like, I find sometimes in some movies, not mentioning any names, <laughs> the transport of Jason Bourne. <laughs> but it is a thing where when you get goodies and baddies all wearing black, mm. or goodies and baddies with the same black Audis. Yes. Oh, absolutely. You get into a problem where it's like, I have, or people have all got black SUVs. Mm-hmm. You do get into a problem of not being able to track anything that's happening. It's just glistening bald men crashing into each other. <laughs> bald <laughs> men and bald men in black. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a funny one. I don't really quite. So I think with, I mean, with this, I sort of really tried to kind of like, in the way that we even shot Atlanta, we, Atlanta is a very, leafy city mm-hmm. people even call it like a sort of a city in a forest and we very deliberately didn't really show any of that part and had all of the concrete urban mm. built up areas so that the whole film would feel like grey but the characters would pop right. like, so okay. like the yeah. red car pops mm-hmm. a blue car really pops mm. their costumes really pop and then it's only really, without going too much away, it's only really in the finale, the very final scene, that you actually get into leafy Georgia and you get kind of like a green explosion of like, not a literal green explosion, <laughs> but um, you know what I mean. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Uh, I, go ahead. Did no, you, no, did you, you, you well, I, I, getting back to the music, um, I mean, there's been a lot of movies recently that have had great soundtracks, but as someone who, as a kid, really got into sort of Ninja Tune records and Handsome Boy Bondling School and Kid Koala, this sort of really... This this what this movie really hit the spot for me personally. Um, I tried to get another. Herb, um, I tried to talk on a ninja tunes. One of the people always ask, "What songs couldn't you use?" Oh yes, uh-huh, and sure. the truth of the matter is, the only songs I can use were not ones because they were too expensive. They were ones that were just tricky. They had samples in them that uncleared. Sure, well, right. One of the songs I wanted oh. to use and could not was by the Herbalizer. Yeah, great. Uh-huh. And I even got in touch with the Herbalizer themselves, and they. I said, where are these samples actually from? And they said, one of them said, oh, this one's from Star Wars. I said, okay, Okay. (laughs) this is not happening. But yeah, Kid Koala, it's now my third time working with him, actually, Uh because he did music in, bits of music in Scott Pilgrim and in Shaun of the Dead. And I wrote that scene into the script where Baby makes a sort of a mixtape out of found sound. Uh Yeah. And I I know exactly the person who can do this. (laughs) That's absolutely right. So did you... Did you come because I guess you're a, you're a, a music fan just as much as a movie fan? Did you come from this world of like Ninja Tune and then finding uh, you know the samples that came from that, like the old you know the the bongo band and Kashmir and all these old tracks, or is it somewhere in the middle? A bit, a bit of both. I think sort of like um, through some of those artists, you know, um, just like um, you know, I guess there's you know some of the some of the songs in there are like the original rare grooves that are featured in tracks that's right later by everybody from de la soul to dr dre to david holmes um 
to you know um house of pain sure sure yeah so like um so there's lots of things that i sort of wanted to keep wrong footing the audience where they think yes oh, that's right this is the next episode oh no it's not this there's, is david mccallum there's there's a Ilya Kuryakin <laughs> from man from uncle fame there's a there's a very there's a very there's a great scene right at the start with the harlem shuffle and it's sort of it's so well integrated into the scene i i, I get the sense that maybe it's just my own bias that the, some of these songs have been rattling around in your head for for a number of years, and you've sort of built a scene around. Is that is that? Yeah, fair? I mean, quite a few. Of them. I'd say when I wrote the first draft of the script, which I started doing like six or seven years ago, I had like ten of the songs uh-huh. earmarked of what eventually would become thirty-five songs. <laughs> the ten of them I had nailed down in terms of I knew what song it was, and I basically knew what scene it was. Right. And those were like bell bottoms, mm-hmm. um, Harlem Shuffle. The damn song, neat, 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 the tequila song, <laughs> the queen song, the focus song, the blur song. So those are the big sort of action highlights, uh-huh. like the kind of the numbers. I knew what the scene was and what was going to happen. And then when I was writing the rest of the script, I basically sort of like wrote it where it's like it's a song per scene. Sure. So right. I got yeah. to a scene where I didn't have a song, I would not start writing until I found the right song. There you go, wow. And then I'd literally go, okay, so it's a diner scene, he's meeting Deborah for the first time, and it's dreamy, and she walks in, and it's like he's imagining, he doesn't know whether this is really happening, whether it's a dream, so he's in a slightly dreamy state. Okay, huh. I'm going to find something that's this kind of tone. Okay, this how long is this scene going to be? This scene's going to be like two and a half minutes long. Okay, let me look at my songs that are between two and two <laughs> and a half minutes. Incredible. So I'd find something that was the right duration. So what I wouldn't do is think, Oh, this track's five minutes long, but the scene's only two and a half minutes, so I just cut it. Yeah, right. Like, uh-huh. find the song that's the right length, and then write the scene to that song, <laughs> which is exactly then it's like, this Beach Boys instrumental is perfect. I love it. How is that writing? Because you do a lot of collaborative writing, or well, you have done. How is it when you're writing something by yourself and you don't have somebody to bounce off? Is that more it's difficult? Is, it, is there more, doubt? Yeah. It's definitely a more solitary experience. Mm. And I think sort of, you know, without a co-writer in the room, when you've written a scene, you're always looking for somebody to kind of like validation all the time. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. Whether it's like a sort of a girlfriend or, you know, an agent or your producer or somebody walking past saying, hey, were you with this? <laughs> you know, so it's funny. Like my girlfriend at the time when I wrote the first draft, uh, I think she would read literally like it was like, were you with what I did today? So she had read the script in tiny increments, <laughs> like one scene at a time. Um but then the other thing that I did in that process, which became incredibly instrumental to the sort of the the finished screenplay, was um, was interviewing ex-cons. Oh wow, uh-huh. sure. So I started in. Uh, I'd done some research before I'd started like writing, and then during the process of writing, this researcher had had already sort of done a bunch of phoners with these people, and then when. Um, I was actually writing. I got in touch with someone. So I want to meet some of these guys. So that's exactly what I did. And then I spoke to them firsthand. And by this point, I'd already written the outline of the script. So it was a great experience to be able to meet these ex-cons and say, say, I have this idea for this kind of character. Mm-hmm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't completely show them my cards. So it's an amazing thing of like all the people on that poster over there. This is good for radio listeners, um, <laughs> podcast listeners. Um, I would sort of tell these ex-cons I'd say I have an idea for this character do you know anybody like this uh-huh. and you know one of the best guys actually for that was this guy called Joe Lawyer who actually ended up being the script consultant and plays the security guard in the movie as mm-hmm. well he's in the post office heist he um, 
you know, he'd been in prison for 10 years. So if he hadn't done it himself, he had met somebody like one of these people. Right, yeah. Kind of reminds me of this guy. And then you'd always get something anecdotal out of it that would be really useful. And so I would end up interviewing them and asking them very general questions mm-hmm. and then very specific questions. All right. So the very specific questions would be, would you ever listen to music on the way to a heist? And Joe Lawyer answered at one point, and he, his thing was all about his getaway song afterwards. But he said, ah, I'd never listen to music on the way to a heist because I already have enough demons up here making music. Oh, right. Okay. And I was like, oh, boy, what a line. <laughs> write that down. Jamie Foxx says it later. Yeah. And then the other bit in that section, which is also from a completely different writer, a guy called Rick Moranick, who um, is a Boston ex-armored car robber and now crime writer, I asked him the same question. I said, would you ever listen to music on the way to a heist? And he said, no, not on the way to a heist. He goes, well, you know what? There was this one time. <laughs> you know when anybody says there was this one time that the next bit's going to be gold? Right, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And he said that we're on our way to a job and the radio is on and the radio is playing Knocking on Heaven's Door by Guns N' Roses. And one of the guys in the back starts flipping out and saying, this song is bad luck <laughs> and this is a bad omen and this is a jinx. And we should not do this job because we just got hexed. So that just so I thought, that's amazing. Incredible. And then that became a whole thing about hex songs. And then just the final thing on this is that Jamie Foxx read that bit and he says, my hex song is Hotel California by the Eagles. And I said, why is that? And he said, well, when I was growing up and playing a lot of pool in Dallas, anytime Hotel California would come on the stereo, I start losing. So Hotel California is unlucky. <laughs> that's my hex song. So then I wrote that into the script. I, when we did a read through, I wrote that into the script without telling Jamie, and then he came <laughs> upon it and he laughed. So that's Jamie Foxx's hex song. So if you see Jamie Foxx playing Paul, please don't play <laughs> Hotel California by the Eagles on the jukebox. Thank you so much for this. We really Unless appreciate you're it. competing against him, you want to definitely out. do that. Yeah. Love it. <laughs> we really appreciate it. Good luck. Well, well done with this. Good luck with your next project with Thank the Baby Dive Driver Tour. Whatever you got going on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Right, pleasure. Thank you so much. Hope you enjoyed that interview. Yeah. We did, because we were there. How do you feel doing that? Nervous. Yeah, me too. It's not, it's not really our thing. But it was super nice, though. It was super nice. Yeah, um, yeah I mean, and speaking of, because again, he did have tonsillitis. Yeah. And our assumption was that at any given moment, they were going to cancel on us. Mm. And the fact that he was very sick and still didn't cancel on us. Yeah. Very appreciative. And we were thinking, mm. if uh, if anybody out there did like that little interview... We hope. We, hopefully, at some point, we might do some other pe- other you know, other interviews, or we might want to talk to Edgar Wright again next time he's in town. Yeah. If you wanted, maybe a bloody. If you're on the Twitters, if you want to at at Edgar Wright and let him know and just say thanks. If yeah. You, if you want to be, just say thanks for having these couple of bloody boys. And maybe at us in and at the oh, yeah. Weekly Planet, which is yeah. the 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 Raw Collings run. That'd be nice. Thing. Yeah. Just yeah. So that might. I don't know, because I still feel like people are like, who are you? What's this? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, there were, were some student newspapers there, there I think, was, as There well. was like student radio and there was like a couple of like, yeah. Yeah. My my one regret though, mm-hmm. when we got in, he fist bumped because he was sick. He's like, I don't know. Didn't, I don't ha- wanna, didn't want yeah. a handshake, yeah. And then as he got up to leave, I went to fist bump and he went to handshake and I went, oh no. <laughs> and then you got a fist bump, <laughs> you could have got a handshake. I know. I get the sense. I blew it. I get the sense potentially also... Uh, his management worded him up that I that I was sick. And oh, did so you tell that, him you're sick? No, but I look at me. I'm a wreck. <laughs> but I think they were like, "Hang on, one of them's sick, so don't shake their hands." Just just quietly, you know. Mason D twenty three 
is upon us, both yes. of us. It's been upon us. Yes. Actually, it's still happening. It's, mm-hmm. it's still on us right oh, now. <laughs> well, now I'm feeling the pressure because <laughs> now I have to woo everything. That's I was going <laughs> to give you some critical commentary. No. Oh, geez, all right. <laughs> You're in it. Wait, am I allowed to woo Disney stuff? Maybe I shouldn't. Well, it depends. You you have a different. Some things you like and some things you don't. You don't care for animation. You don't care for, for Pixar. I wouldn't. No, I, I wouldn't say I don't. You don't care for Disney's diversity. Because there's Incredibles two news, right? There is Incredibles two news. Woo! <laughs> that was really, I'm back on board. That was so loud. Yeah. <laughs> you can fix that in post, right? Yeah, probably. Actually, okay. can you move that back just a fraction? Yeah. Just in general. What about just, that? I'm just trying to adjust. Yeah, that's better. Nice. I'm just trying to adjust these. Because we're with new pop filters, you know that it's a it's a yeah. different world. You wanted to impress Edgar Wright, so you got new pop filters. Well, I I needed them because it would have sounded real tinny without the yeah like, yeah I true. Don't have, so I got little. Mm-hmm. No, I get it. You know it. <laughs> no, I I see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size, and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away, and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. 1. Because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. Oh, this piece of mother Or... Sales. I definitely prefer... Don't you? Because that's a sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that's supercharging your selling wherever you sell, online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Step up to Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. For example, Ruggable, Nix, Magnolia, Cotton, and so many more. Now you're probably thinking, sure, 
but migrating is going to be a headache. The Shopify app store has the migration apps that you need to migrate your products, orders, customers, and more from every e-commerce platform to Shopify. And maybe you're one of those people who are like, hey, don't put me in a box. I don't want to be in this box, either metaphorically or for real. Thankfully, Shopify never will, because with Shopify, you can control your brand and business from your storefront look to your back office operations. You know what's really annoying when you're checking out from an online store and you have to put in all your payment details and all sorts of numbers and letters and whatnot? Well, with the Shopify store, they actually remember my shipping address or your shipping address if you were using yours, plus the payment information. So say if I'm on the couch and my wallet is in the kitchen, I didn't even have to get up, which is my favorite thing. Stop leaving sales on the table, switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow and run their business. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weekly planet or lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weekly planet. Shopify.com slash weekly planet. Cha-ching sound effect. Have you ever been in a situation where you need to search something on the internet, but it's kind of embarrassing and you don't want people to ever find out what you're searching for? It might be like a medical thing or a personal thing or whatever. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know what you're up to. And you might be thinking to yourself, look, I can just go into incognito mode. But let me tell you something. Incognito mode does not hide your activity. It doesn't matter what mode you use or how many times you clear your browser history. Your internet service provider can see every single website you've ever visited. That's why. Even when I'm at home, I never go online without ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through secure servers so your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN also keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Now, most of the time, I don't even realize I have ExpressVPN on because it runs seamlessly in the background and it's so easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're protected. ExpressVPN is also available on all your devices. We're talking phones, computers, even your smart TV. So there's no excuse for you to not be using it. Protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Mashable. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet and get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. Expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. Uh, what do we got here? I'm going to go through some live-action Disney stuff that's coming up. Okay. I know you're a big fan of all of it. That's why I've lumped it all together and we can breeze through it. Okay, good. Go with that? <laughs> yep. The Lion King. What if I just went, your, you say everything and I just go, yawn as you talk. There's a very good chance you'll be yawning through this. Okay. Uh, the Lion King live action, They what the f- only footage they showed, the trailer's a while off. John Favreau's doing it. He did the Jungle Book. He also okay. did Iron Man. He also did Zathura. I know what he did. <laughs> That's right. He was in Swingers. He was in and Swingers. Made. And made. He was so money, but mm-hmm. he didn't... He, he wasn't sure that he was. But then he was money, Turns baby. Turns out that he was. He was so money, <laughs> yeah. baby. Uh, so he came out and they showed... I don't know if you remember the opening of The Lion King. Sun comes up. Hey! But, uh, yeah, I know that bit. <laughs> that's not it at all. Okay. But yeah. Once again, I haven't seen The Lion King. <laughs> How have you not... Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, the, the start of The Lion... I was Lion- catching frogs down the swimming hole. I can't believe I have to explain the start of The Lion King. Because this is ridiculous, because everybody's seen it except you. So just Tables know... Have turned. What's the plot of The Lion King, you <laughs> son of a bitch? That you're... It's, 
It's Macbeth or okay. Hamlet. I can't remember. It's one of those. Uh, what do we got here? So it opens, right? All the animals converge on Pride Rock. Okay. Because Simba is getting uh, anointed as the, as the new king to be. Hey, uh, yes. Hey, uh, it's yeah. the Lion King. Yeah, good. Okay, Everybody good. gather round. You remember mm. it, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they did that, but it was all with CGI animals. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was with all the actors. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> and whoever's playing, whoever's playing the bloody the, the the baboon. Is it a baboon? It's a baboon. Yeah. It has to lift the actor playing Simba, the full grown adult actor <laughs> playing like Donald Glover. Is Very good. Simba. <laughs> That'd be so good. They recent. I was going to give you some casting news, but you won't care about this. I might care. Okay, Rowan Atkinson played. This is a rumor. He played uh, Zazu, which is a bird. He's like a little assistant bird. He's like he's a toucan or yeah, something. He's, yeah, right? so he's not yeah. a toucan, but yes. But from uh, the context, I'm aware of many okay, of these yeah. things. So he's back, baby. Yeah, but no, uh, John Oliver. They reckon is going to do it. Ah, uh, makes sense. Is a great choice. Okay. Uh, Mufasa is still played by James L. Jones. Okay. Simba, we mentioned, and the rumor is this week that Hugh Jackman's Scar, who Jeremy Irons played. In the original, and he's got this amazing song about taking over and stuff, and, and oh, being like, okay. "I'm the king, I'm the king." Now, who's Jerry Butler? Who's Jerry Butler going to be? He's Baby Simba, but Donald oh, very good. is Adult Simba. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Very nice. <laughs> yeah, in he's the, still relevant in the Lion King, the musical. Yes, uh, it is. We get it. You're cultured. You've seen a musical. I've seen a musical. Uh, normally, a, a, a lady plays um, Rafiki, the the baboon. I don't know whether that's going to be the case this time. I yeah. see. Who knows? Because I know I don't think a lady played him in there. What about Timon and Pumbaa? Uh, it's Billy on the street. John Favreau should be one of them, surely. No, you know Billy. Oh, Billy Eichner. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And right. the other one is. Hang on, I can tell. One of them's got a, Is John Favreau not going to give himself a role? You'd could he be to. Happy Hogan? He could be Happy <laughs> Hogan. Uh, hang on, i got to look this up. Oh, Seth Rogen. Yeah, that's perfect. Okay, right. That yeah, that totally makes sense. Works. Yeah. But I really like Nathan Lane and the other guy who did it in the other one. Anyway. Uh, look, apparently it looked amazing, but it's a recreation and I, I, I it's not supposed to be that, the actual trailer, but I, if it's going to be the same, it's kind of like, why are you doing this? Don't get exactly, me wrong. Yeah. I want to say it. I uh-huh. really want to say it. Sure. I love the Lion King, <laughs> uh-huh. but I just, if it, if it, the only thing it's bringing is new visuals, but it's mm-hmm. like shot for shot. Yeah. Who cares? Exactly. But right. it's John Favreau. So it's probably not going to be just that. There'll probably be a new song that nobody likes. They always seem to <laughs> do that. They do that in Beauty and the Beast. Right, okay. Uh, but he also, I remember. Was it a rap? Was it a <laughs> Hamilton style rap? I'm seeing Hamilton. Yeah. Because I'm going to the States. Oh, yeah. Did I tell you this? Yeah, you did. Yeah, Claire got me a ticket. All Just right. ticket for one. I've been wanting to see it for ages and I thought I'll never be able to see it. I'll have to watch some watered down Australian bullshit production of it. No offense to the Australian musical industry. Wow. <laughs> wow. Are you saying that you would not love. An Australian version of Hamilton starring Craig McLaughlin <laughs> as Hamilton. Yeah, I guess I the would. The singer of Hey Mona. Everybody look that up. Everybody look it up. Everybody look, Everybody it, look up. it up. Yeah. Anyway, enough of the Lion King. Good. Hey Mona. <laughs> Whoa, Mona. It doesn't matter. Anyway. Uh, Tim Burton's uh, Dumbo. Bloody Jimmy Barnes' son would probably be in it. Yeah, he would. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. Have you ever yeah. heard him sing? Yeah. Yeah, he's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Burton's... I should also point out every nearly. I think every musical I've ever seen is Australian. I I've loved most of them. The Boy from Oz. I've never seen that. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Tim Burton's Dumbo begins. Oh, that's gonna be. It's not. I don't think it's called Dumbo begins. I mean, it's. <laughs> I wish it, it was start, called Dumbo begins. <laughs> it starts. Uh huh. Yeah. Be with that. 
Tim Burton. So he's taking a character, uh-huh. and it's unlike anything else before because he's taking a character who's a little bit odd, mm. doesn't quite fit in with the, with oh yeah the the, the herd yeah. of elephants, if that's the correct word. Mm-hmm. And you got to find yourself, but by doing what's unique to you. In which case, big flippity flappy. He's dark is. and he's mysterious. He's Tim Burton. He's Tim Burton. None of me wants to see any of this. Not a single shred of me. Is it going to be live action? Yes. Why do they keep giving him live action Disney movies? And it's a just picture. I mean, you think a real one. elephant, yeah, flying. But don't think of Operation Dumbo Drop because that's a different thing. That was a more of a slow fall. That was a fall more than a fly. <laughs> a controlled fall. Like how do you do a? How, how do, do you create, do? How do you, how do you create? Because it has to look like a real elephant. Well, he's holding the magic feather. That's how he does it. So you got to suspend disbelief, Mason. But how's he gonna? Doesn't. Ugh. I don't know. How's he going to? Exp- oh, I don't know. Like, how's he going to express anything? Well, how, what are they like going to do? What are they going to do for the Lion King? That's it's a good the same point. thing. You're right. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Yeah, man. I, know. I guess. Yeah, but like Caesar, for example. Yep. Is a monkey or it's an true. ape yeah. or, or yeah. a chimpanzee of a baboon? I don't know. Maybe it's I like just don't have any faith in Tim Burton. Yeah, that's probably, that's probably it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. If I said to you that literally anybody else is doing it, would you have been more impressed? Uh, what role is he going to give to his wife? Are they yeah, still a couple? No, not together. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. Okay. And his muse who looks exactly like her. Eva Green. I don't know. <laughs> no, <laughs> what no, role no. is Eva Green going to have I in this? I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, what probably about this? a raven. I would guess yeah, a raven. Yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. But there's a lot of real like caricatures of, of, of races in that movie. I don't know if you remember it. No. The Crows? No. You don't remember? That's... And there's that weird scene where Dumbo gets drunk and it's just a nightmare. Oh, you found my iPad. <laughs> I was going to say, you've just got this iPad down the back of this couch. <laughs> <laughs> this episode's been real loose. You're just using it to like cover up a hole in the wall. You just nailed it in. It doesn't matter. Yeah, the picture on the screen is just of a fresh coat of paint on that wall. <laughs> Great. Look uh, again. I think Dumbo was the one that I saw as a kid, and I was like, never again. Yeah, so I'm not I a fan. Some of it I've, out. Never, I've never been a fan. Mm. Uh, the other thing that they showed a little bit of was Mary Poppins. You fan okay. of Mary Poppins? Who's the new Mary Poppins? Is it uh, Eva Green? Emily, no, Emily it could Blunt. Could be Eva Green. Emily Blunt. That's em- a good, yeah, choice. I think it's a good yeah, choice. I'm sure we've mentioned it many times. On the Actually, podcast. speaking of musicals, I saw I saw Mary Poppins, and it was great mm-hmm. in in uh, Melbourne. There's a bit where uh, the Dick Van Dyke character does a dance across, like he walks across the thing. Uh-huh. There's a bit where Mary Poppins flies over the stage oh, with yeah. a machine gun. It deviates slightly from oh, the... Oh, sure, absolutely, yeah. yeah. it was a Tommy gun in the original. Nice. But uh, no, it, it was really good. And uh, it's also close to the book, but they weren't able to do Mary Poppins movies for years because I can't remember the name, the, the woman who wrote it. There's that mm. movie about it with Tom Hanks. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm. She hated it. She was like, you really, you took this and you ruined it. So no really? more Mary Poppins. Wow. Because she was always against it. So she's dead. So thank God. Yeah, good. <laughs> now we get more Mary Poppins. But nice. I'm not a huge Mary Poppins fan. Or I wasn't as a kid, but I really did like the musical. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. sure. Did you love the cheeky reference in Guardians of the Galaxy too? Yes, I did. Me too. Well, if you go to the Mary Poppins motion poster, like yes. anywhere you see it on any website or it'd be on YouTube, every comment is like, Yondu, Yondu. <laughs> <It's just laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go. Mm. Uh, this last one it blows my mind. Here, here's of, a question for you. Yeah. Are any of these D23 announcements, aside from Star Wars, are any of them original? Avengers Infinity War? As None. in, like, it wasn't based on a prior property at all. Yes. Uh, there will- Is Disney producing anything that's original this year? Coco. There's probably more than that. It's a Pixar movie. <laughs> okay, right. Yeah. I'm Fair sure enough. there is, because I haven't listed everything here. Okay, sure. Okay. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> and they haven't cast an Aladdin. They yet, have so, now. Oh, they have now. Okay. Well, the rumor was that they they can't do it. They haven't been able to find somebody. Okay, right. But they did. His name's uh, Mena Masoud. I don't know who he is. Uh-huh. He looks like Aladdin. They didn't get Jake Gyllenhaal. Kudos, because <laughs> I thought they might have. Terrific. Uh, Naomi Scott is Jasmine, who you might know as the Pink Ranger from Power Rangers. Oh, yep. Okay. And uh, Will Smith is the genie, uh, probably a rapping genie. Oh, People floated hope. this on Twitter to us, and I don't have in front of me. Is he going to do the soundtrack? Are we going to get some fresh Will Smith you raps? Hope so, right? He'd have to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do you think he'd write them, though, or do you think he'd just get them? Just to- refresh my memory. Aladdin's a musical, right? Partly, yeah, yeah, sure. Okay, yeah. Good. <laughs> okay, good, good. Yeah. He just can't wait to be king, I know it. Yeah, that's the one. That's exactly. the one, that's what I thought. Hey! Uh, hey. <laughs> it's Aladdin! It's Aladdin. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I remember it. I know. But, uh, no, it's, um, everything about this sounds great, except the Guy Ritchie thing. I if, didn't see King Arthur, I don't know. No, neither did I. But, man, they really pushed that. Every time yeah. I went to a, see a movie in the last six months, there was a King Arthur and then I just I guess it just came and went I guess it did yeah. I had, we had a screening I don't think maybe I didn't tell you about it I <laughs> <laughs> did I? I don't know I don't think but so again, like if, the, if, if Will Smith is going to bring back Will, Will Smith, Smith raps. raps the plot of the film at the end yes why this has got to be it surely yeah this is this is why would he not rap the just the the classic tale of Aladdin yeah that's right a plucky young youth on a carpet or whatever. <laughs> That's right. Whatever the plot of the movie is, he's, got, a, he's got some wishes. <laughs> it's a good movie, and he man. wishes for a carpet oh, or something. You no, know, it's good. Uh, I haven't seen it in a while. The first... Yeah, it's good. Good okay. songs. Robin mm. Williams is great. And look, you can't replicate it. So instead of being like, we'll get Jim Carrey, they've yeah, gone sure. a different direction, okay, which is smart. Other mm. people have said get um, Lin-Manuel Miranda. The Hamilton guy. It, which I think also would have been a really good choice. Mm. But he hasn't done a lot of live action stuff, so maybe, maybe right, that's sure, why. Sure, sure. Also, he's not really a, he's not a household name, you know what I mean? Like People know him and he's well respected. Mm. But, and he also did the music to Moana, which is great. Ooh. But uh, anyway. Anyway, that's all the live action stuff, Mason. Nice. Uh, now for the animated stuff. Great. <laughs> so, okay. Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet. Showed a bit of With that. his butt? Yes. He's okay. big old. Have you seen Wreck-It Ralph? No. It's fun. Okay. Uh, it's... <laughs> Do you see I trust your opinion. Okay, good. Uh, as far as I can bloody throw it. How far could that be? How far? How's your throwing out? Well, it's a, it's a, it's a concept. More a concept it? than, a, than an actual okay. thing, so yeah. So not at all, I guess. Or really far. Yeah. <laughs> Frozen 2. People okay. have been hanging out for that. Uh huh. Hot tip, Mason. Tangled's better than Frozen. Huh, a hot tip about Frozen. Yeah. I know nice. that. It's my son's favorite movie is Tangled. He'll watch that all day, every day. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I like it. I mean, I say that now. I've seen it about 50 times this year. Mm, yeah, uh, right. That's just... It's <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. No, I think point, it's surely. good. I think it's genuinely mm, good. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody would... If, okay, here's my question. Yeah. If... I find myself stopping and, and watching scenes. Okay, but hypothetically speaking... How far could I if, throw it? If a representative of, Dis- of Disney came over tomorrow yeah. and they took the, D- the, the Tangled DVD <laughs> and they snapped it in half in front of you, would you cry tears of joy? I feel you would. Well, it's digital, but I'd be like, that's my hard drive. Yeah, right. Or whatever. Or actually, it's on Netflix as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I'd be like, I need that because it gets me... Th- if, if there's ever like a day in the week where we're just like, Claire and I are both like, we need to work, uh-huh. Tangled goes Put Tangled on, on right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And look, I'm not proud of that, Mason. I'm just not a good parent. <laughs> uh, and Coco. That's which, why there's an iPad. This why there's an iPad in every room. <laughs> that's right. Uh, also, Incredibles Two is coming mid next year. Yeah. And the interesting thing about this is, it starts exactly where the last one left off. 
Oh, Do you remember the end of the last one? It was a one? mole man. The Underminer the came underminer, up. The Underminer, that's right. And if I recall correctly, Mason, which I always do, yes. well, let me tell you that much, mm-hmm. that the video game of The Incredibles also picked up there. Oh. Yeah. So, so this is some sort of parallel universe situation. Apparently so. Nice. So Disney Pixar video games from the mid-2000s, 2010s. What do you call that decade? The tennies. The tennies. The tennies. Uh, are no longer canon. Mm. I know you, you don't, you're probably not a fan mm. of that. The tennies are also an award that David Tennant gives out every year. For people with the biggest hair and strappiest suit. Exactly. The tennies. <laughs> or the grimmest mystery murder. murder All of mystery. those things, yes. Okay, yeah. <laughs> He's got so many awards. They're also announcing the new Doctor Who Eddie time. That's right. It could be could happen yeah, any second So we'll, we'll keep abreast of yeah. that. If Who you're do list- you think it's going to be? I don't care. Good. <laughs> you? No. As a fan of the series... It always works out good enough. Uh, I guess it would be kind of kind of nice if they went a female, but also yep. if they just pick someone good, that's also fine. I don't care. Somebody on Facebook, I think, said their tip was that it's going to be a it's going to be a younger actor, like it's going to be a younger, okay, probably a young man, because apparently they've been lo- they've been losing audience because yeah, because yeah. the, the younger audience can't relate to Peter Capaldi because yeah. he's too rude. He's too rude. He's, he's too old. Rude. He's a rude dude. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. Well, but the, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have a preference? No. I remember you mentioned Gillian Anderson a while back, and I went, oh, well, yeah, that sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good, right? Yeah. yeah. But honestly, I don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. Uh, what do we got here? And people Maybe always the like- lady who's Miss Moneypenny in the new- Oh, yeah. In, in the new- Yeah, new she's bonds. great. Yeah. I don't Randy know if she's in the running. <laughs> I've no idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. I saw some names and I'm like, here's the thing. Literally it. everybody's in the running at yeah. this point. And whenever people are like Tom Hiddleston, he'd never do it. <laughs> right, yeah. Don't even bother. Yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch. No. You won't, he do, won't it. do it. You won't do it. You need, you need someone lower than that. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Okay. Look, I've, I did a breakdown of The Last Jedi uh, D23. And you had a breakdown and also. I had a breakdown doing mm-hmm. it. Uh, that's on my YouTube channel. I'll link it below. Feel free to check it out, Mason. Okay. Uh, on your own time, obviously. Okay, cool. Time is money here. All right, no, I understand. We need to get through yeah, this. Yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anything that you liked from it because I'm sick of it. Well, it was a nice little send-off. Carrie Fisher had a little... Yeah. She said it was all about family. That was nice, I yep. thought. Um, let me think... Mark Hamill was in it. It was, wasn't it? There was a Admiral Akbar joke towards the end there. He said it's a wrap. Yep. Because mm-hmm. it sounds... Yep. He has a catchphrase. That's what you would say at the end of a, 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 a film shoot. You'd say that. Yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> good. <laughs> yep. Admiral Akbar loves wraps. He does, doesn't he? Loves he loves a salad wrap. Yeah, he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Uh, so we get some. We get some Daisy Ridley and uh, what's his name? Big hair, <laughs> big hair, big ears. Adam Driver. Right. <laughs> yes, a name. Mm-hmm. Actually, really like him as an actor. Uh, they doing some doing some training. He's fighting two guys at once. Yeah. She gets hit with like three sticks. Uh-huh. And she blocks three at once. Yeah. Okay, Could be cool. like the Knights of Ren. Could which be. Would be cool. We don't know where, whether any of the Knights of Ren are. Could be the three Musketeers. They're back. <laughs> yes. I'm referring to the ones from the nineties. Chris O'Donnell, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland, <laughs> Oliver Platt, Platt. Charlie, Sheen. Charlie Sheen. I did it. all. <laughs> <laughs> I think I could do the man in the iron mask one. Okay, go ahead. Jeremy Irons, Gerard, Gerard Depardieu. Uh, what's his name? Who's D'Artagnan, quickly? Ah, what's his name? Uh, he was the devil in the Schwarzenegger devil movie from the 2000s. Andy Garcia? End of days. No. Al Pacino. No. <laughs> I've, blo- I've blown it. It's yep. done. Was it not Andy Garcia? Not in that one. Okay, right. Yeah. God damn Carry on then. Yeah. Wow. 
That was not a bad effort, though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty good. I can't name the one. That was from- an admirable effort. <laughs> that was an admirable effort for the dumbest thing, for one of the dumbest things that we've done on the show. Name <laughs> all the iterations of the Three Musketeers. From the 90s. From the 90s, yeah, okay. But there was one from like three years ago, remember? That the kid from Percy Jackson. And yeah. Mm-hmm. That couldn't- and Orlando Bloom was the villain. Yeah. That's, that's all I could tell you about that one. All right. What are we talking about? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. Uh, what else is there? Uh, yeah. How long did it take you to do this breakdown? Because clearly afterwards you've just ejected all the information from your head. <laughs> well, I, that's what normally happens. Whenever I kind of do it, I have to go back and watch my old one because I don't remember anything from it. That's right. It's like doing exams. Yeah, you do the exactly exam and you're like, like, never need any of this again. That is exactly I'll what I'll wait another like. semester yeah. happened. Yeah. Look, I do enjoy it, but it is coming to a point where I'm like, maybe I should not do these anymore. <laughs> like genuinely. But mm. also they do really, do really, really well and people like them. But I don't know. I'll think about it. I guess it's also my job now, so... Yeah, so bloody get moving. Yeah, get moving Get on. breaking the stuff down, you monkey. <laughs> we did also... There were some new posters. Do you see those? No. They're pretty swish. Okay. Uh, do you think this movie's going to suffer from a lack of... What har- a tremendous breakdown we just did of that, <laughs> of that new Star Wars behind-the-scenes footage. <laughs> well, there's a video below. You yeah, want to break a good down, point. You can there. just click on that, I guess. Yeah, also talk right. about some Star Wars theories uh, yep. related to Episode Eight. There's some good ones in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you ever heard of Bigger Luke? No. I'll, I won't spoil it for people. Bigger Luke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Yes. Okay, so there's a hypothesis that in the Star Wars universe, there exists two versions of Luke Skywalker. Oh, yeah, maybe. One is Luke this. Prime, one is called Bigger Luke, and they switch scene to scene until their final confrontation in the cave on Dagobah where Luke Prime destroys Bigger Luke. And so that's what Bigger <laughs> Luke in the mask. Right, okay, uh, I get uh, yeah. it. Because scene to scene in the first Star Wars movie... It, there's variations in Mark Hamill's height depending on angles or whether right, it's, sure, a, sure. it's a body double or uh-huh, whatever. Yeah, okay. So that's the theory behind Bigger Luke. And the idea is that one of them is a clone mm. and there's all sorts of hints towards Bigger Luke throughout the trilogy. Incredible. It's pretty great. That so I spent great. a good two to three minutes on Bigger Luke. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, okay, so do you think this movie will suffer from lack of Harrison Ford in any way? Do you think Mark Hamill's got the gravitas and the coolness to pull it off, yeah, yeah, I think so? he's, I think he's ready for it, yeah, and I think that, again, there's there's room for him to, you know, and again, that character's, you know, as as we we know him for decades as being this kind of very earnest character, yeah, but I think there's room for him to adopt a kind of a bit of like a little bit of Yoda kind of, yeah, you know, a bit of bit of bloody bloody to and froin, yeah, a bit of to and froin. Okay, it's good. not the word I'm looking for, but it'll be it'll do. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, people get what you mean. You know, it'd be a little more playful. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Kind of thing. And I think, you know, and he's been alone on this rock for a while, so yeah. he's probably the character's probably going to appreciate. Or has he been alone? To. I mentioned in my trailer breakdown, oh, Mason. Very good. Yeah. Mm. The other thing is, um, also I maintain because after the the behind the scenes thingamajig, they a lot of a lot of uh, YouTube accounts put the old that teaser back on. Yeah. I maintain that the first thing Luke does, like when when Ray arrives on the planet. She hands him the lightsaber and he pushes her off the cliff. That's the first thing that he does. That's I'm, I'm putting Genuine? money on that. Yes, to see how she'll react. She, she what, to see what she does. I I reckon he'll like be like he'll dismiss her and be like ah get out of here. And he'll because like, right at the right at the start of the trailer she's like <gasps> and she wakes up and she's sort of on a cliff edge. Ah. And then there's that bit where like it's dark and she's in sort of a cave. Yeah. And there's the waters coming up. Yeah. I reckon he pushes her down the cliff to see what she does and then she has to make her way back up. That's a terrible thing to do. I know. <laughs> He but he's been it. alone for a long time. Yes, yeah. Mm. And he loves pushing women. He loves pushing, yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, uh, what else we got here? 
Yeah, so, okay, what, what I was going to say, I mentioned that Harrison Ford thing because I remember when I saw The Force Awakens with Claire, uh-huh. my wife. Oh, dear. Did you get that joke? No, I guess. Get, yeah. get it. It's Borat. It's yeah, it's funny. Borat. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny. I get yeah. it. It's funny. Uh, when Harrison Ford entered the Millennium Falcon, she mm. gasped. There you go. Like, which is like, he's a 70 year old man. Or he That's true, been yeah. A bit older than that at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's got that kind of effect. Yeah. Is anyone gasping at Mark Hamill? Yeah. Okay. Because they're falling down a mountain. Exactly. <laughs> okay. I'm not, I, I love Mark Hamill. And I think mm-hmm. if I ever met Mark Hamill, I'd probably die. Because <laughs> he'd push me down a mountain. But, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I just, I'm just curious as to whether the general public will accept it. As much as that, like, yeah, right, he's, okay. like sure, he's, sure. he's beloved in the fan community. Yeah. But that being said, it's Luke Skywalker, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So, I think people, and when was the last time people saw him at the movies? Well, Force Awakens. Uh, also, the other one. Oh, no, I mean, no, no, yeah. Oh, the other one, the, uh, the, the Kingsman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I meant as Luke Skywalker. Sure. As 1983. A, yeah, there we go, 1983, <laughs> yeah. 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 They want to know what he's been up to. I want to know what he's been up to. Yeah. Yeah, no, people, people are going to be excited. All right. Are you ready for some? Inf- that's my, that is my hottest take. People are going to be excited <laughs> about a Star Wars movie. Really? Yeah, that's right. All right, Mason. Yeah. Are you ready for some, uh, Infinity War footage description? Yes. <laughs> brace yourself. Well, you said, you said, give it a, give it a, give, give it, it a, a read. I didn't. Okay. Well, yeah. I can break down the highlights for you if you okay, want. I'm ready. Yeah. Are there spoilers in this? Uh, well, it's just, it's going to be a trailer, but we'll probably end up getting towards the end of this year okay. at some point. I, right. doubt, I doubt we'll be getting it at Comic-Con because they'll probably push all the stuff that's coming out before then, mm-hmm. as in Black Panther, as in Thor Ragnarok, yep. before we get to this. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, this isn't everything. This is just some things that people saw. Okay. Thor hits the windshield of the Milano at the start. The Milano being... Alyssa Milano's car. That's right. Yes. Uh, Peter Quill's uh, spaceship. Correct. Very yeah. Very good. Okay. And uh, so they bring him inside and Mantis wakes him up and Peter Quill's like, I put your mean faces on. Does he have the hammer or not? I wonder. That's a good question. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't know. Well, it mm. depends. You I didn't ask, did you? I didn't. I didn't mm. ask the website I was reading. <laughs> That's no. right. But uh, I guess they wouldn't really show that because that would spoil, spoil the end of Ragnarok. Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And it, it, even if he is carrying the hammer, they could just CGI it out for the trailer. That's so, true. Yeah. Exactly. But uh, also, he doesn't recognise the Guardians, they don't recognise him. So I'd imagine they'd know who as Guardians are, and they'd probably know who he is. Yeah. Because yeah, he's famous. They, they'd know him for, by reputation yeah. more than anything, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. that's it. Uh, Scarlet Witch cuts a car in... Oh, go on. Wait, unless... Unless... No, well, they would know as Guardians, wouldn't they? Well, they would, because at the end of... Uh... They would know as Guardians, but they wouldn't know... They would know that the Asgardians, for the most part, live apart from the rest of yeah. space. Well, yeah. there's also... Yeah, so there's a crossover between uh, the Collector and... Until the Dark World, remember he's in that. That's right, yeah, yeah. So I'd imagine they'd be aware of him. Yeah, aware absolutely. Of them. And we also, we've floated this before, that Asgardians are like the Amish of the galaxy. Yeah, right. Like people would be like, what's with this weird society? Like <laughs> yeah, everybody right. else is just like this futuristic kind of neon flashing kind of uh-huh. nightmare. And the Asgardians are all like, we're all kings and whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm holding a big, just a giant chicken leg. <laughs> Look how big the drumstick is. <laughs> So no space food pills for me, thank you. <laughs> it's all big chicken legs. <laughs> so another scene is Scarlet which cuts a car in half, Ooh. which I kind of reminds me of. Uh, well, I didn't see it, mm-hmm. but it kind of reminds me of you know that scene in uh, Apocalypse. Mm-hmm. Psylocke cuts the bloody car. Yeah, in half. okay, right. It just reminds me of another movie where a car was cut in half. Yeah, nice. Uh, Peter Parker's on a school bus, mm-hmm. and this kind of but it's in space. <laughs> no, yeah. it's a regular place, regular school bus. Okay, right. Magic, uh, the magic, the magic school, school bus. bus yeah, so he's I on thought. an adventure inside the human body. Yep. And uh, the hair stands up on his arm, 
uh-huh. because something bad is coming to earth. Spider sense. It's, it's, yeah, people like spider sense. I nice. never thought that he didn't have it. Right. It's just, as we talked about, just because his head doesn't flash and it doesn't do a, yeah, right. do a zoom uh-huh. around him, yeah. like doesn't mean that... But also, and I think that you know his, his appearance in Civil War and his appearance in his own movie, Spider-Man Homecoming, that he's still getting used to his powers. Yeah. And maybe he's... It's it's going to take him a while to twig that what he senses is his, you know, the the, the feeling he gets mm, and is, where to move from yeah, that yeah. is is the spider sense exactly, and not just the feelings he's getting as he's growing older and becoming a man. Thanos walks through a portal to Earth. Apparently, he's oh. real happy. He's like, <laughs> yeah. great, I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, he's, what if that were a line? <laughs> I love this. Great. This is I love, great. Uh, this is, <laughs> you've done a good job, team. <laughs> Uh, he's attacked by Doctor Strange and Star Lord, which oh, I think is a good combo. That is I a like good, that yeah, combo, okay, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. And Spider Man swings in in his new suit. So the suit that we saw at the end of Homecoming, yeah, a spoiler for that, I guess. Uh, <laughs> then, yeah, so that's the one we're going to be getting, like the Iron Spider, which makes sense if he's fighting intergalactic threats. Yes, you don't want pajamas; you want something that you that's won't true. get splattered in. Yeah. Mm, yeah, even though he's tougher than most. Uh, Black Panther's fighting alongside Bucky, which is nice. Pretty good because they and were had enemies. Some bonding time. That's right. I guess he's got his arm back. I was just going to say. <laughs> what if it's just a big chicken, chicken yeah. leg? <laughs> Very nice. That's how we do it here. Uh, Black Widow has blonde hair. What? And Captain... Cap- uh, where's the... Where, uh, what? I'm just going to say Black Widow's had some good hair and some not so good hair. Where, where's it going to fall? Where's it going to fall exactly? Apparently it's yeah. a little bit shorter as well. Oh, yeah. yeah, pretty good. And uh, Captain America has a beard. I'm presuming because they're both in hiding after Civil sure, War. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. That, that's probably something. And they're like, damn, our, our normal disguise of a basketball cap and a, <laughs> and a leather jacket. It's not going to cut it. What else can we do? Ah, I forgot my aviators. Grow a beard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do love that incognito. So good. <laughs> it's, it's great. It's the best. Uh, there's a bit of Thanos grabbing Thor's head like he's going to squish it. Oh, yeah. Because he's enormous. He's like nine yeah, feet right. tall. He's mm-hmm. Josh Brolin mocap. I saw an interview. You were going to say he's Josh Brolin actual height. Yeah, he's, did you see Josh Brolin? He's wielding the he's wielding the gauntlet. Yeah, and he's bloody ripped as mate. Yeah, because he's because he's doing um because he's cable as well. Yeah, right. So he's got to be. He looks great. Mm. Uh, also, Thanos holds up. I don't know. This is the description. I don't quite understand it. Thanos Thanos holds his hand up and destroys a planet from afar, yes. and then throws it at the Avengers. So I don't know. I don't know what that is. What to make of that? So like, is it a perspective thing? But because the 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 gauntlet can bend space and time, it's like he can. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I think he I think we see a planet. Yes. And he literally points at the planet and it comes off like it's a like it's a cardboard cutout. Right. And then it's like if if it looks like it's the size of a dinner plate, he just pulls it away and it's and it's the size of a dinner plate. Nice. Like yeah, I think that's Okay. Yeah, I think that's that's I mean I haven't seen it obviously. But yeah, but sounds, doesn't it? The ability to it manipulate sounds, doesn't it? It does sound. <laughs> the ability to manipulate all time and space, I feel he could just Chuck it like it's a bowling ball. You That's know what right. I mean? Yeah. People are saying that, that like it was incredible. Okay. Like, it's going to be the biggest movie ever, and you'll oh, nice. never forget it. Oh wow! Yeah, ever on your. Death I'll be bit. the judge of that. I've forgotten a lot of good movies. <laughs> I've forgotten a lot of phone numbers. I've lot forgotten a lot of birth dates of friends and loved ones. Yep, yep, you have. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you missed a lot of funerals of people <laughs> yep. you you knew very well and murdered. Yeah, yeah. Weird. You'd think I'd remember those. One of the reveals, though, that wasn't in the trailer, or maybe it was, I didn't see it. Did you see it? No. Okay. No. Uh, the Black Order was revealed. Okay. Thanos' children. Yeah, right. Who I know very little about, but I can mm-hmm. give you their names. I'm ready. You ready? Yes. Corvus Glaive. Very good. Proxima Midnight. Yep. 
The Ebony Moor. Mm-hmm. Black Dwarf. Yep. However, the Black Dwarf has been later renamed as Cull Obsidian. Can't say dwarf anymore. Oh. But it is a word. Yeah, I know it is a word. <laughs> You're right. You know? Yeah, I, I'm no, like, I get yeah, it. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, no, fair enough. Mm. That, I, it's... it's it's a controversy that they don't want to. What you're saying is it's into. political correctness gone mad. Is I, what you're saying. I, I, what I'm saying is I don't know anything about this character regardless, and I don't care regardless. That's fair. Yeah. But they, if they want to change it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the other thing is Mark uh, Ruffalo mentioned that he was asked in an interview. They said, "Will a Hulk movie ever happen?" And his response was, "For some reason, Universal don't know how to play well with Marvel, and because of that, and, and because they don't want to make money." Right, so as we've oh. talked about before, Universal owns partial rights to the Hulk movie because they made the Incredible Hulk back in uh, two thousand nine, eight, nine. Okay, yeah, uh, no, it was eight. Yeah, uh, Kevin Feige was asked, and he was like, "Not at the moment, but you know, never say never." But I think they'll just be putting the Hulk in other movies. Totally, they yeah, don't need exactly. to make a Hulk solo movie. Mm-hmm. There's no reason they'd need to. So, mm. hey, if they want to, you know, if they want to, they want to do it like that. I don't think Marvel really gives a shit. That's true. But do you? Do you want to see a Hulk movie? I'm happy with it. I I think I like team ups. Exactly. I think we've reached the the era where we can just have some team ups. Yeah. Team up some colourful characters. Team mm. up Star Lord and Doctor Strange. Why not? Exactly. Sounds great. It'll probably come around where we'll be like, I'm sick of team ups. Sick of team ups. And then we'll go back to these. Yeah. But at the moment, yeah. I'm sick of team ups. I want two stories happening on opposite sides of the universe featuring different characters, but they're happening at the same time and they never meet. Correct. Mm. That'll do it. That's what I want. Uh, I think we can move on to our next segment, Mason. Okay. It's called Letters. No. It's called What We Reading. <laughs> Wait, are we not going to talk about Baby Driver? Oh, yeah, let's talk about Baby Driver. <laughs> I was going to say. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay, uh, spoilers or no spoilers? Uh, no spoilers. Can we make this reasonably brief? Yes. Only because yes. I'm tired. You're very tired. But Well, uh, that's evident by the fact that you forgot we were going to talk about Baby Driver. I didn't even put it in the notes, which there you is go. insane. Yeah, right? Because we met the director. The director, he was very nice. You may have heard that already in this yes. very Potentially podcast. Sony are listening to this and would hope that we do a review of Baby Driver. <laughs> I liked it. Me too, I liked, I liked it, it a lot. lot. Yeah, mm. I think if you go into it thinking this is going to be like an Edgar Wright comedy. It, if you, you think it's going to be the next Cornetto movie, nah, it's not. not at all, yeah. Mm. It's more along the lines of fun heat, I guess. It is fun heat. Yeah. Uh, the, the boys over at Filthy Casuals pointed out that it's a lot like a live Grand Theft Auto game. Oh yeah, I could, I'd pay that. Uh, yeah, Grand Theft Auto movie. Yeah, mm. I do you like the radio stations in Grand Theft Auto? Horrible. It's just <laughs> like look out for all the boners. Like that's literally <laughs> that's a Grand Theft Auto radio station. Wow. Okay. Yeah. No good. But I mean, you should probably look out for all the boners <laughs> if you can. Yeah, avoid yeah. it when possible. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I think there actually there is a uh, there's a great kind of Pixar joke in this. The Monsters Inc. The joke, Monsters yeah. Inc. Joke, yeah, which, which I quite liked. But this is, I mean, I, I'm not just saying this, like, because you know we met him; he was very nice. There's some amazing car chases in this. Yes, there is. Like yeah. some of the best. There's a. It's in the trailer, but they like a drift a WRX, like a Subaru. Yeah. Which are not known for their driftability. Drift. Well, maybe they are, but like in between, like two stationary like objects alley, on a wet yeah. road and an alley, it's and incredible. it's just yeah. that is, it's a it's a great shot. Yeah. And again, and but also I know going into this that oh they would have done that for real. If I saw that in Fast and Furious, I'd be like, eh, because I don't. I like those movies, but I don't feel like that I would be impressed because I just think oh, they could have just CGI'd that exactly right. But no, this is there's some great stuff. And I know like he didn't mention this, but a lot of the actors did a lot of their own stunt driving. He did yep. mention that 
uh, they, they did a lot of on on set stuff. Yeah, so they mm-hmm. bring him in for the day, and you heard it. Why am I talking about this? It's just <laughs> happened. I was there for us, but even people listening, like they would have yeah, just right. heard this. But uh, that's cool that they didn't have him just sitting in a studio in front of a green screen, yeah. just being like react. And apparently, right. there's a there's a there's a pod that you sort of you the actors get put in, mm. and they kind of replicate the motion of the vehicle. Right. Like so, if they if they're drifting a car, then they put them in this pod, and then they sort of spin the vehicle. Oh, great! And they, cool. they spin the pod like at the same rate and what and like sort of follow the car. Yeah. So everything moves the the correct way. So like the hair moves the correct way and the clothes move ah. the correct way and all the stuff in the car moves the correct that way. That goes a long way to make a difference. Doesn't you know? it? Because yeah. it's kind of stuff you probably wouldn't notice on the surface, but uh-huh. you, you subconsciously might be like, that's a bit, looks, a, looks a bit weird. Mm. That's why everybody's shaving down in the Fast and Furious. Exactly. <laughs> so that's right. Yeah. That. yeah. 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 But uh, no, this movie for me though, it really comes alive uh, with the car chases and the cast of characters around the lead. Right. I, uh-huh. I didn't find the, the character of Baby Driver that cool. Or was I supposed to find him cool? We'll see. We've had this discussion yeah. before. I don't think we're, I don't think you're I wasn't like, what a bloody void of charisma. Cause that's not it at all. Right. But I don't think we're, I think we're supposed to, he's just supposed to be. I don't yeah, think he's okay. supposed to be a cool, like, well, like, I guess because like the, the, there's a ro- this movie has a romance in it and I think it's supposed to be like a 1950s kind of James Dean. Sure, yeah. Like doomed romance kind of situation. And that's supposed, and it, and that, and that is inherently kind of quite surreal. Mm. But I think, and then, and then they're put into a universe that is very real. Yeah. Well, that- elements, cause it is a slightly heightened reality. Yeah, that's right. And the thing that twigged for me when it was, or the thing that really, you know, kind of, sunk home it's not an expression is it you get what i mean <laughs> you're very tired it's fine yeah but uh you know at the start of the opening sequence where he's dancing and you see that all the things that he's doing is kind of happening behind him like he's pretending to play the the trumpet and then there's a guy behind him playing the trumpet uh-huh. none of that registered but then when he bought the coffee they came in like five seconds and i'm like oh this is a heightened reality because <laughs> that that never happens you know what I mean? that, uh, yeah, that was right. the that was the, uh-huh. the moment for me yeah but right. it's it's but it's not it's very it's very realistic in a lot of ways <coughs> though in terms <laughs> of like the way the characters, I guess, interact with each other. Like, maybe not even. I don't know. How would you what, how would you put it? I don't know where I was going with that. What, am I, what, am, <laughs> where, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing with our lives? Yeah. Uh, I did like the colourful cast of characters he surround, it was surrounded in. Mm. I really like Jamie Foxx and John Hamm. And I can't remember the name of John Hamm's lady friend, the partner in crime. But she was great also. Mm. Uh, and Kevin Spacey. I mean, he's Kevin Spacey. Sure. What, do you, what do you want from him, Mason? Yeah, right. The best? Yep. You got it. Have I ever told you my Kevin Spacey story? You can't say it on the air. <laughs> you can't say it on the air. <laughs> yeah. What else? Uh, let me think. Music was great. Yes. Good Good old. It was, it was a great, I feel it was a great mix of sort of like old, we discussed this in the interview, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. But I didn't do very well at asking the questions. But, uh, no, you did. Thank you. Uh, it's It's a good mix of like, uh, like old school soul classics and old old timey pop music and song like modern day ish songs that sample those right those yeah. songs and so there's a lot of there's a lot of fake outs mm. like there's initially you think you know a song's going to be like it's going to be uh, House of Pain's Jump Around and then it becomes the Harlem Shuffle which is the song that House of Pain sampled yes for that yeah. song that kind of thing which I thought was really interesting mm. I don't know it's a bloody but it keeps you on your toes seems intentional Mason it was very intentional I mean he said it was intentional he said it was intentional yeah <laughs> yeah we yeah. got it straight from the horse's mouth yeah he's also talking about and I wanted to ask him more about it doing a sequel well, that yeah right because he's not a sequel that. guy he's not a sequel guy I guess yeah the Cornetto, Cornetto trilogy doesn't trilogy doesn't count I yep. heard I saw on his Twitter and I couldn't find it and I meant to ask him that they might have gone in like a NASCAR direction. 
How so? Well, he could be a NASCAR driver. Baby NASCAR, driver. Yeah. After he got out of jail. Yeah. I guess so, yeah. Yeah. And that's very kind of... I, ma- that I may have just imagined that. Sure. But I wanted to ask him about it. We didn't have time. It. Well, we, we got... You probably noticed in the interview, we got the wrap-up kind of real quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was just kind of like, 15 minutes are up. Beat it. Mm. Yeah. Nerds, they said. That's what they said. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you say... I think it's one yes. of those things where you should probably go see it. Oh, yeah, totally. Ter- well, first of all, because it's a, it's a new property. Yeah, right. He, he wrote it himself and, and directed it himself. Also. Oh, yeah, nice. But we don't get a lot of that. That's Especially true, of this yeah. quality. And it's a $30 million movie. There's not a huge budget in that's it. A, it's a, that's also something we don't get a lot, which is a mid-budget movie. Yeah. You either get the million-dollar short film or you get the $200 million mm. blockbuster. You don't really get a lot of stuff no. in the middle. Which I think is smart, though, also for something like this because... Like, this isn't going to make a billion dollars. It's just not that kind yeah, of right. movie. But it's obviously doing well enough. Like, critically, yeah. it's doing well, and it's also doing um, some pretty good box office. But at the same time, like all of other, all Edgar Wright's other movies, it doesn't look like a $30 million no. movie. Yeah. I wouldn't go, oh, this seems cheap and Yeah. Nasty. You know, like, there's sequences where, you know, it's just set in, like, a, a really bland kind of warehouse or whatever. You know what I uh-huh. mean? The, everything about this is kind of vibrant, and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, maybe it's, it's a, I don't know whether it's the way he shoots it or... I don't know, he's eye for detail, Mason, or the mm. way he puts someone in a rig and spins them in a circle or whatever. <laughs> Probably a combination know, of those. Know, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah, I I just think there's also a lot of, like, the the mounting tension in this is, is quite good. Like, the way that the baby, which yes. is the, the lead's name, is kind of forced into the situation and it, it does, you feel the kind of pressure that's that's upon him. He just wants to kind of get out and just do yeah, yeah. literally anything else. Uh-huh. Uh, we should have probably mentioned what the story's about. Nah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Up top. That's your job, Mason. Yeah, I know, right? But it's my job I'm to ask you. I'm shirking my responsibilities. That's yeah. right. But I felt, I felt it did that really well. And it, the way that the kind of the main villain develops happens uh-huh. naturally. And it wasn't who I thought it was going to be. Yeah, okay, sure, yeah. right. Did you, was that the same for you? That same, yeah, you're yeah. right. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of it zigged and zagged in a way that I didn't think it would. Mm, yeah, a good time. It's just a good fun film. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Was the, was the thing there. Anyway, I'm going to say best movie ever. Let's do spoilers for like two seconds. I'm also going to say best movie ever. Nice. Mm. So spoilers, uh, I didn't 100% buy the fact that Kevin Spacey's character uh, like... Yeah. Turned. No, I'm he the turned same, from yeah. the from the heel to the face. Yes. Like in like two seconds. Yeah. But then I guess if you again if you factor in that I guess if you sort of factor in that again it's it's this slightly surreal like I, I say 1950s James Dean kind of romance mm. and then it meets this modern day heist film like I guess when he sees baby and the and Deborah together something like twigs something twigs yeah. and like the magic takes a hold that's a really good, like that's individually a good point, actually, he's yeah. like I don't care you're just a kid and you got a girl who cares kind yeah. of thing this is real and this is whatever but then when he sees him together he's like, he's it's, like kind of, uh, it's kind of it's kind of magic it's, you know yeah he was like I did yeah this is because it was something like I had a girl I fell in love well. once yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Mm. man crazy days didn't feel long <laughs> it was brisk and fun it was brisk and fun right yeah, yeah. and the music was fantastic Jamie Fox I particularly enjoyed. Mm. There's a lot of fun in this. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think, it, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out if you haven't already because it's been out in most parts of the world for like a month. <laughs> right, yeah, but we yeah. got this one last. But yeah, yeah. let me get into it. Pretty great. Mason, let's do letters. It's time for letters. Wait, don't we have another No, segment? sorry, what are we reading? <laughs> we're reading what we got to read. I am flying this You week. are, no, you are, you are nailing this. I'm doing the thing. Uh, tell you what, I'm gonna read. Yep. Because it's back, apparently. 
Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's what I had. It's Ugh. about the time tomorrow. Ugh. We're back into it, Mason. No, I'm not. Me I'm and you. No, GOT bros. No, we're not that's GOT <laughs> bros. We're not GOT <laughs> bros. Hashtag GOT bros. Jeez, oh, all right. If you're a GOT bro like Mason, no. hashtag GOT bros. Ugh. Back into this bloody, <laughs> this bloody desolate universe, this desolate, depressing universe. But this is where it gets all magic and dragons. It all. So. Happens. I guess the benefit of this season, again, because it's the pointy end of, of Game of Thrones, the series, most of the people in it are dead now. Yes. So I don't have to remember as many names. <laughs> Just a lot of a lot of locations have been destroyed with yep, green yep, fire. Yep. A lot of people have had their eyes torn out or have been eaten by dogs. I don't have to think about them anymore. I just have to focus on, like, the five people that are going to live. Well... Potentially. <laughs> the two or three people who are going to live. Wow. The one guy is going to live. Wow. Is Peter Dinklage going to live? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that's about tomorrow. We were, we were talking about, and we talked about this with Ben from Filthy Casuals as well, doing like a recap thing, but we just don't have the, well, I know I don't have, don't have the, the balls the balls to do it. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'd love to do it, but I just, I, I can't. I just can't <laughs> do it. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, hashtag GOT bros to Mason. All right, let's no do that. No spoilers, though. Have you, have you watched or read or done anything this week? I haven't had time, I watched really. a bunch. I, I, you know, I read my comics every week. Oh, actually, I'm really enjoying uh, there's a Darth Vader uh, comic at the moment. Yeah, right. It's three in, and he goes to find his lightsaber crystal. I've talked about this before. Yeah, have you? And mm. he, the guy he has to, he decides to take it from is a guy who's been uh, isolated and only been training. I've talked, I think I must have talked about this recently, uh-huh. for... Before Anakin even went into the order. Oh, sure, right. So uh-huh. when he gets there, he's severely outmatched, and because he's just Darth Vader, like he's just started, he's yeah. not used to his, uh-huh. his limbs and whatnot. It's, it's great. It's really good. Exactly. He's he's having all sorts of driver errors. That's right. Yeah. In his cyborg bits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's some ransomware on his. <laughs> Too many on pop-ups. That chest thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, have you been reading a thing? No, I haven't had a chance. No. What should I get into? Don't say Star Wars. Well, you know, Star Wars is quite popular. Mm. Let me uh, let me double check. I'm going to go to my uh, comics and I'll tell you in a sec, Mason. Okay, please do. Du, du, du. No, Doctor Who has not been announced yet. Oh, whew, relief. Yeah. But again, we can't go to bed not knowing who the new, new Doctor Who is. I absolutely can. Wow. And I will. Uh, Jupiter's Legacy. Oh, uh, yeah, that's Mark, 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 Mark Miller. Your like. best mate, Mark Miller. We're yeah, best yeah. friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, I quite like that. Uh, they just did the wrap-up of that. Uh, I've been reading Secret Empire. I've been talking about that quite a bit. Uh-huh. Uh, what else? Yeah, God Country. You've been it's a good one. Yeah, yeah. I, I read the first few, but I haven't finished it. So mm. it, that's wrapping up pretty soon, right? I think it has wrapped up. There you go. Yeah, yeah Invincible's great. I'm not still on that. Yeah, good stuff, Mason. It's all good stuff. That is, it is all good stuff. Uh, Hadrian's Wall. You've been reading that? No, that's the murder mystery set in you space. Absolutely read that. Okay, right. It's great. Okay, yeah, get into it. Nice. All right, Mason. I yep. hope you like letters. Yeah, do you? I do. The classic one was letters, oh letters, we love you. Some letters, they're only a take away. Another here right now. We're gonna do letters. <laughs> I've got a letter. I'm You've ready. You've got a letter. I've We've got a all tweet. Got letters. Actually, I've got a tweet. You've got an email. I'd imagine. Is that how it goes? Yes. Do you have an email? Not yet. Okay. Uh, <laughs> if you do want to send an email. It will be read live on the show as Mason <laughs> finds it. Uh, weeklyplanetpod at gmail.com. Just as an administration issue. Go on. When we get sent letters mm. for our letters, yeah. our letters segment, a lot of people write in the subject line, letters. <laughs> so sometimes 
We're trying to find a, a thing. Yeah. And they all say letters. And so you want an eye-catching headline. Ideally an eye-catching headline. But so if you have a don't question, write eye-catching headline. No. Write a literal eye-catching headline. And I don't mean write literal <laughs> eye-catching headline. I feel like I have to cover all these bases. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So ideally, for example, if you were going to ask us a question about Edgar Wright's baby driver, perhaps you could write baby driver question in, in the subject line as opposed to writing letters. <laughs> I feel this is our fault somehow. Why is that our fault? I don't know. That's just poor email etiquette, basically. Mm-hmm. Can't put everything on us. I mean, a lot of things are our fault, but yeah. I don't think we should bear the brunt of that. <laughs> all right. I'll, I'll do a tweet while you're looking through okay, all you the could. letters yep, titled good. letters. Uh, this is from Emperor Bailey. What are the odds of a surprise Beta Ray, Beta Ray Bill in Thor Ragnarok? Hashtag Weekly Planet I would Pod. love that. That's how you get a, a tweet, by the way. Hashtag Weekly Planet Pod. I don't think it. maybe, perhaps not in Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. No, I reckon perhaps not in Thor Ragnarok because I think the key with Beta Ray Bill Mm. is because Beta Ray Bill, the horse-faced alien with the dumbest name in the universe, is that initially he gains his powers because he is worthy enough to pick up Thor's hammer. Yes. And he can't really pick up Thor's hammer in Ragnarok if it's in little bits. Right. So my feeling would be he gets it, Thor gets his hammer back maybe at the end of Ragnarok or at the start of Infinity War. Yeah. And then Beta Ray Bill, we see him in Infinity War. I would well, say he's much more likely to appear in Infinity War. Is it possible he could show up before he's Thor? Oh, no, he could, yeah. No, that's true. I he think could. if there's a movie that he's going to be in, yep. this is it. Yep. Like, I'm not saying he won't turn up in other things, but sure, like, sure. I feel like if I had to put money on it, this would be it. Maybe he's just a regular... Maybe he's just a horse-faced alien yeah. called Regular Bill. Right. But us... <laughs> us- Marvel super fans, we know. We've seen it's a little tip that. of the hat. That's we go, oh, we, we nudge our friends in the <laughs> cinema. Like, who's going to be? You just think that's a regular cyborg, super horse-faced alien man, but actually. You dummy. You dumbass. <laughs> How could you not know? Uh, I've got another tweet here. Do you want it? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, this is from Loren. Do you think, uh, hashtag Weekly Planet Pod, that's how you reach the show on Twitter, do you think the Valerian will out-Avatar the Avatar sequels and make them more moot than they already are? Yes. Probably. Already Valerian is... Is that out yet? Is that out? Uh, no, there's been some reviews. It's ranging from it's the best thing you've ever seen to a nightmare. So Great. Well, um, at the very least, that sounds memorable. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Name a scene in Avatar. Uh, plants. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I mean, you're correct. You're not wrong. <laughs> the plant scene. Hmm. Yeah, no, look. Uh, well, there's been a lot of stuff that's kind of come since then that hasn't done well also. Like, I'd can compare Avatar to, like, John Carter. I've literally come across a letter here yeah. from Marion Viespoli. Mm-hmm. Uh, reviews for Valerian and City of Planets have started coming and they range from worst movie of 2017 to the most beautiful visuals oh, I've ever wow, seen okay. in a movie. Um, so here's... A question, would you watch a movie that undoubtedly had the best effects of all time but a terrible story? Would you think it was a good or bad movie? I would watch it. Yes. But I would hate it. Yeah, same. I feel like a lot of Transformers is that. And I felt the same about Speed Racer. Yeah, right. Like that yeah. isn't a... Because I put off watching that for a long time. Yeah. Because I'm like, what is this movie going to be for me? Some people love that movie. Some people love that movie. Yeah. And I... Uh, our friends over at the Blank Slate Movie Podcast have talked about Speed Racer. Right, right, yeah. And that's a good podcast, isn't it? It's a great podcast. Yeah. Uh, but and and as a as a as an achievement, mm. it's kind of amazing. Yeah. But as a movie, I was bored out of my brains for that. <laughs> I just couldn't. 
It just there's there's it because it doesn't to it. feel real. It doesn't feel it's it's just on that uncanny valley yeah. level. But also How's Matthew th- Fox? There's too many plots happening in it. There's a monkey in it? There's a monk Spritle and Chim Chim are in it. They're always hiding in the trunk are of the Mark two V. Monkeys? No, Spritle is the kid. And okay. Chim Chim's his monkey. Okay. Yeah. You know what happens when monkeys reach a certain age? They tear your dick off. <laughs> is that their birthday present? <laughs> That's you know, they go they go bad. Yep. Chimps, they reach a certain age. So, and immediately after that, we've got two letters, one from James Young and one from Connor Wilson. Yeah. They both say, letters, it's time for letters. Nice. That's the subject line. Well, it is. So, <laughs> should I click on one of them? Pick one. James Young. Oh, James is a teacher. He listens to the podcast while he plans lessons. Probably shouldn't. And more than one occasion, I've absentmindedly typed some of your gibberish into the PowerPoints <laughs> I've used in the lesson. We've actually, he's had to sidestep on the fly. That sounds like a very teacher thing to do. Yeah, it's a lot of on the fly sidestep. He also grew up in the town that The World's End was filmed in. All right. There Wales, you go. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Is he just bragging? Is this just a brag? I think so. Yeah. Have you ever been sucked into watching a TV show because someone you live with watches it? Yes. I got sucked into watching all 259 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Good Lord, there's that many episodes Apparently, of Grey's it's still Anatomy. going, yeah. I think. Yeah, I got yeah. into uh, Sex and the City when I lived with uh, yeah, two no. girls. Yeah, I've yep. seen it. I mean, mm-hmm. that being said, like, I, I, st- they started I didn't live it. with anybody and I watched yeah. every episode of Sex Well, that's and what happened city. to me. I just yep. kept watching it. Uh-huh. Yeah, what else? Uh, let me think. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race. All right, that's good, <laughs> isn't it? It's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It. But uh, my favourite thing to do while watching RuPaul's Drag Race... Is go, all right, settle down, everybody. Because <laughs> it's always like, everybody's like, <laughs> like there's, a, there's always a live finale. And it's always like, everybody, it's RuPaul. And everybody's like, Woo! and I'm like, all right, settle down. This is a bit much. <laughs> Come on, guys. And it's like, hey, it's, it's, it's your favorite drag queen from the previous season. Woo! And I'm like, Come on, settle down. All right. All right, we, we get it. It's all right. Come on, guys. We're all fans. Yeah. 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 There's been a heap. I'm trying to think if there's any others that have, that have sprung to mind. I mean, a lot of stuff, like by default. You kind of you end up watching, you know, uh-huh. with your parents. But I think because in the in this age where there's 15 devices in my house that I can watch something on, including yeah. one that you just found behind the couch, exactly. You kind you of didn't have any, I'm gonna I'm gonna push the button on it. I'm gonna push the home button and see if it still works. No, nah. no, it's still on. Oh, it's still on. It's a battery. Uh, five percent. Beautiful. <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, but uh, no, I think it's I think it's harder for that to happen for me at least now. Like uh-huh. when there's one TV in the house. And yeah, you kind of you make a compromise, and you're like, "Well, shit, we That's have true. to we have to watch mm-hmm. this." Yeah, oh, I'm sure they have more examples of that. Connor Wilson, our second letters. It's time for letters. There's some gold in these ones. Yeah, <laughs> I've changed my mind. <laughs> the ones that just say it's time for letters. I'm loving them. Uh, he just finished watching the the, the leftovers. Oh, I got to get to that. Yeah, yeah, which I watched a few episodes of, and then I sort of dropped off a little bit. But yeah, so yeah. I should get back to that. Got a few left um, over, do you, Mason? Yeah. Uh, he says the the real secret behind the leftover success was exactly the length that it needed to be. Ah, yeah, the Three yeah. seasons, ten episodes each, didn't drag it out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you know of any other shows that didn't outstay their welcome and ended up being better for it? Every British comedy. Absolutely, yep. yeah. I would say that 100%. Yeah. Because they have a certain amount of story they need to tell mm-hmm. and they just go, okay, wouldn't it be funny if Manny did this and Bernard did this and yeah. blah, blah, blah. I recently rewatched all of those. They're great, yeah, right? They're great. But tell all the stories you need to tell. You don't need to do... 22 30 minute episodes nope. and then struggle to go but at the same time you know there's there's some you know Parks Seinf- and Rec that's Parks a good and Rec Seinfeld yeah. had you know if they hadn't I can't, see that's the thing I guess it's a double edged sword because in a lot of cases if you know Seinfeld and Larry David didn't have to pump out however many episodes 
they probably wouldn't have gone, what's another crazy thing Kramer could do? Yeah, absolutely. Scream the N-word at a comedy club. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Was that an episode? No. No, I know. Breaking Bad It's a great yep. example of that. Uh, yeah. Although a lot of people would say that Breaking Bad could have conceivably ended at season four, like the end of season four. I don't even remember what seasons happen where. You okay, know, right. I tell well, you. season four kind of ends. I okay, like a spoiler alert for Breaking Bad. No. Yeah. Okay, go on. <laughs> well, season five is sort of where it all sort of break. It, it breaks bad again. Yeah. Like four kind of ends. You could you could definitely leave it for. Right. Okay. I would even kind of recommend you leave it for. No, no. I I thought the last season was great, okay. and I thought the finale in particular was. All right. Fair enough. Was a lot of fun if you loved Nazis. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, I got I got a list here. Uh, just this is at uh some website. Uh, Parks and Rec, Breaking Bad, Six Feet Under. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Uh, Mash. Mash did eleven seasons. <laughs> I love Mash. I'm a uh-huh. big fan, but I don't know whether that's correct. Also, they did after Mash. So yeah, uh, The Sopranos, which and that I, spin-off with Radar, yeah, that which that, lasted one episode or pilot, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which you're a fan of, that, mm-hmm. that, would you agree with that? Uh, no, I would say the probably the final season of Buffy is completely unnecessary. Okay, yeah. what about the final season of Ugly Betty? Because that's on here as well. <laughs> what? <laughs> that went for like ten years, right? Four. Seems like this. I haven't seen it. <laughs> and uh, Mad Men went for seven, but I'm, I think I'm like on season three of that. Uh-huh, right. I think if I went back, I, I don't know whether I'd be able to. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like Mad Men. It's just one of those things. I think I moved, so I stopped. You know what I mean? It was one of those. Yeah, things. right, yeah. right. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, here's a letter from Lewis Glover. You go on bananas today, I'm, well, mate. I'm getting through a few. Yeah. Uh, this is subject line, Baby Driver. Okay. Very relevant. Thank you, Lewis Glover. How's he done? Um, it? He enjoyed Baby Driver a lot. Uh. Uh, do you think that a lot of films recently are using popular songs as their soundtrack? Yes. Is it a movie trend? I think it is. Yeah. Because it worked so well for Guardians of the Galaxy. But. Yes. Well, first of all, he started writing this a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was, wasn't a copying thing. But not, but not only that, like, we're just going to get a lot of this, but done really badly, you know? Suicide Squad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think Baby Driver does that well, and we t- spoke about it, I think, in the interview, mm. that a lot of the songs in the movie are very, very well integrated in the sense that, it, you know, Suicide Squad was just kind of like, well, we need, a, we need a bouncy song here, so let's put in Eminem or what yeah, have you. Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of the songs are integrated so well into this movie. It's, it's literally like they'll fire a machine gun to the beat of a yeah, song. And yeah, and also in the sense of like, we didn't really have time to talk about it, but I guess in the sense of like, there are some songs where I think if he couldn't have gotten them cleared... Mm. it might have changed the whole scope of the movie yeah. or the plot of the movie Absolutely, in the sense of yeah. like, well, if you can't have a scene where a character does this to this song or the song that it's sampled from, if you couldn't get either, he might have had to rewrite another, you know, write another scene. Absolutely, And yeah. then the, the movie could have gone in a completely different, different direction. But it didn't. It went That's in the right. direction that we saw it in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Let's go through another one of these TV lists. They put, oh, Blackadder? I think Blackadder did a special in like 97. Yep. Mm-hmm. I don't think it was terrible though. It was. What was it? Yeah. Scrubs. Scrubs really dipped in quality. So I think season eight is strong, but like five to seven are no good. Uh I think it's all I think it's all pretty great except for seven. Right. I think six was very strong. Seven was no good. Okay. And then eight came back. What about the office? The UK one? That's the correct length, right? What about the movie? I can't remember it. 
Oh, we've seen it? The David Brent movie? It just oh, no, out. I haven't seen it. No, no. Yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think that'll do it. Anyway, yep. <laughs> you know what I did watch? I watched that Netflix show about friends from college or whatever. Uh-huh. Quite liked it. Great. It's kind of depressing. Mm. It was good. All right. That's the show for this week, Mason. Yeah, it is. Uh, let me just check if the Doctor Who's been announced. Okay, if you could. Let's have a quick gander at this, mate. No. Oh, my God. It's David Tennant again. He's back. I would like that, actually. I like him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, wasn't the premise of... David, the David Tennant doctor that at one point he regenerated as himself again. Yeah. Because he uh, just loved himself so much. There was that. And there's also a a version of the David Tennant doctor that's human that lives in another dimension. That's right, with, yeah. With mm-hmm. Billy Piper, mm-hmm. which means that they could bring him back in 40 years and he would have aged real time. It's actually smart. That's very smart. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what else? No, that's it. What do the end of the show? Well, you know what? Uh, we're at uh, Weekly Planet Pod on Facebook and Gmail and Twitter and Bandcamp. Yeah. I'm at Wikipedia Brown on Twitter. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. If you've noticed, listeners have noticed that our words are slowly disintegrating because it's very late at night. <laughs> we're both very tired. It's not that late. Oh, uh, what? No, it's midnight actually. It is late. It's very. Late. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can uh, go to patreoncom slash Movies. Chuck in a buck. Chuck in a buck. Uh, the latest caravan of garbage will be up there. Very already. nice. It's a Star Wars themed one. Mason had a rollicking good time. Did I? No, you went mental. Very good. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Uh, you can also go to our Amazon affiliate link in the episode description. Mm-hmm. Click through if you want to buy a funny thing. Chuck in a buck. Chuck in a buck that way. Yeah. But you don't even have to because you just buy what you're going to buy anyway. Chuck in. Buy, a, buy some funny groceries. <laughs> uh, you can also follow The Weekly Planet. That's our friend Rob Collings. Yep. Ah, bloody, he's, our bloody, he's our bloody guardian angel. He's our bloody... He's the best bloke. He's the best bloke, that guy. Mm. Uh, thank you, everyone who bloody listens and sends us a tweet and subscribes and likes, sends us a nice review. Yeah. Oh, you're all our guardian angels. You're all the best bloke slash lady slash whatever you like. Whatever However you, you identify. Yeah. Mm. That's, uh, yeah, that'll be it. Next week, Comic-Con. Ah, let me tell you. Woo. Woo, indeed. Mm. Thank you, the Brute and the Basilisk and Rackham for our themes. Teasontpublic.com. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. So that's everything, yeah. I think. We nailed right. it. Great. Nice. And no, we haven't seen Planet of the Apes because it's not out here yet. Yeah. Also, yeah. we might talk about Dunkirk a bit next week as well. Do Can I have you... to watch Dunkirk? You've got to say the thing that you normally say. Yeah. Do I have to watch Dunkirk? That's my <laughs> that's my classic catchphrase. No, you say more like Dunjerk. Ah, oh, okay, right. That's what you texted me earlier no, this I did week. Say that, yeah, more like Dunjerk. Yeah. That's pretty good. Dumbjerk, sorry, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, Listening. everybody. Uh, Grab that gem, you guys. See you later. Bye. Bye. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's it's up to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 